Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Magna One Motorsports. Are you ready to go GNCC Racing? Look at these guys. Oh, boy. We got it wheel-to-wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down to the inside. No. Can't get the line he wants. National champion Jordan Ashford. I appreciate it, man. It's- the Split Line Off-Road Podcast from Magna One Motorsports. Here's your host. Whoa, what happened? Oh. Here's your host. Rodney Cooper <laughs> and Brandon White here. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always. Brandon White here, guys. What is up? A little bit of technical difficulties to start the show off, but what would a show be without those little That's technical right. difficulties? Brandon, it's episode 100. 100. We made it. We, we made it. Sometimes I think about this number, and I'm like, man, it took... <laughs> It feels like it took forever to get here, but right. then now that we're here, I look back and I'm like, we've not been doing it that long. Oh, man. 100 doesn't seem that long, but that's a lot of weeks. Yes. In three years. <laughs> a lot of weeks. A lot of weeks. A lot of weeks. Uh, before we get started, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, mm-hmm. do all of those things that a typical... Uh, good media person would tell you to do. (laughs) Um, We also are going to be giving away, because it's episode 100, we're going to be giving away this Alpine Stars SM5 helmet today. It is a size small, but I'm sure you guys can find good use for it if you you win it. If you got a tiny noggin or know somebody that has one, make sure you stick around because we'll be giving that away live on the show tonight. I'm trying to figure out how to get it to fit on my head. Oh, (laughs) shave your head a little bit. Shave my head? Yeah, I might might get there. (laughs) We have a star-studded lineup tonight. Episode 100, can't think of any other way to bring it out, right? We have, like, what, the goat of GNCC Racing with us? The goat of GNCC Racing. First, we got to talk about our calling guest, which is going to be Carrie Joe Coombs Russell. Oh, yeah. CEO of MX Sports, Racer TV, Racer X, behind MX Nationals, ATV Nationals. I mean, that's awesome. Yep. And then we got the seven-time champion, Walker Fowler, coming on. And then to shut the show down, we got Ryder Lafferty coming in uh, for his first appearance on the show. So it's going to be awesome. And we got (laughs) Mr. Jonathan Whitehair on the keys tonight running the production. Yeah, talking to the mic. What's going on, guys? (laughs) Yeah. Appreciate him coming in. And then... What would a show 100 be without a, some help from an uh, awesome co-host? Uh, tonight, we're going to have eight-time champion, first, first and only guy to win a championship on the ATVs and on the bikes, right, right. Mr. Barry Hawk. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, looking forward to it. Excited. Yeah, so it's... Yeah. Looking forward to it. For yeah, sure. it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, Talon Hawk, his son, is with us tonight also. Talon, you had a stellar season on the uh, mountain bikes, the uh, um, the EMTB series, finishing second. Two wins for the season and yep. five overall podiums. What's going on tonight, bud? Not much. It's uh, good to be here, so... Yeah. 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 Episode 100. Excited to get it off. Before we get into it, we got to thank our awesome sponsors. First and foremost, we got to thank Magna One Motorsports. Uh, If you need a used bike, helmets, goggles, gear, make sure you check out Magna One Motorsports. uh, Trackside support as well at any GNCC, any NEPG event. uh, They got you covered. Magna One's Clean It. I know that I probably need to clean it for my bike. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit dirty. I mean, times. you actually have to wash your bike for it to get Just, clean. I mean, I mean, you know, to to use the product, you have to wash. 
and scrub a little bit. It happens every once like, in a while. You know, a lot of guys will just spray it off and put, you know, with the foamer, but you actually need to scrub that thing. Because it's, yeah, it's, yeah been, it's, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's yeah. been a minute. <laughs> so make sure you guys check them out. We also got to thank Guts Racing since 1985. Guts has been a leader in seat innovation and technology. If you want a custom foam seat, mm -hmm. if you need a custom seat cover with right. certain colors on it, they got you covered. Style or performance, Brandon, style or performance? I you? always go style, man. I think it looks sick on a so, bike. So, you know, yeah. as, as you get older, you're more into the looks of the bike than the actual <laughs> functionality. So that's, that's what Brandon said. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> we also got to thank Seal Savers since uh, for 25 years, Seal Savers yeah. has been a leader in the first, they actually developed the first fork seal protections, and now they have protection for your ATV as, as well, your coil savers. Mm -hmm. uh, UTVs, we know you guys are tough on those side-by-sides. Oh, yeah. Um, GNCC Nation, they, they run the side-by-sides, and they're pretty tough on them over the weekends that they're not racing, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, I raced one one time, and uh, oh, it was yeah. a lot of fun, but unfortunately, I my day ended uh, too <laughs> soon. Kind of whacked a tree and stuff up. But, yeah, they're... UTVs are a lot of fun, and yeah. Man, yeah. you talk about, you talk about, we always talk about how the ATVs are expensive. Could you right. imagine oh, back in the man. UTV days? No way, no oh, way. Oh my gosh. Uh, if you can save 25% by using a discount code SPLITLINE to save 25% off of anything on their website. So make sure you guys check that out. We also got things, Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. Brandon, what are those things made of? Case hardened steel, baby. Case hardened steel, the best products that you can put on your bike make That's sure right. that you run them you can get through if you're devin masters you can get through almost an entire gncc oh, yeah. season with one chain and sprocket <laughs> set so uh make sure you guys check that out use go, the code use the code go over there and use the code splitline 30 for 30 percent off i mean if you're not sponsored by them mm -hmm. That's pretty much a sponsorship right there. You right. might as well just run it. That's right. Yeah, use the code and, and save on that. We also got to thank XC Gear, the Mako 360, Hammerhead 360, Spurs, all the products down there. Lance handcrafts everything. That's right. If you want bar dampening, mm -hmm. great products, <laughs> make sure you check XC Gear out. Get rid out. of that arm pump. Yep, and then uh, make sure you guys head over to Mountain Hair Scrambles at the beginning of 2023 and yep. check out the awesome race series they put on family-friendly events and uh, tight woods racing that makes you better rider. Be watching for the schedule drop. So let's get into it. We're in it. Barry, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, just uh, been wide open this time of the year, getting everything ready mm. so we can go racing here next weekend. Not yeah. this weekend, but next weekend. That's yeah, we'll, crazy. We'll be U.S. Sprint Enduro yeah. racing. So, Man, we yeah. always like look at the off-season and think, like, man, it's been – it feels it, long. Off season is going to feel like a long time, but then once you get through it, it's like it, it just like overnight. After December, it just feels like it, it's it's like a skip a hop, jump, and skip away. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it it never it never changes. I mean, I've been doing this for thirty three years, yeah. and it it sneaks up on you every time. It's like how. How did it go so quick? Right. Yeah, here it is. We're ready ready to go racing. Yeah, so, like, I, I was going to ask you, after doing it for so many years, is does it make it easier? Like, um, at any point in time, do you learn to manage that time better, or is it just like you're rushing all the time at the end? No, I think, well, for me, being in it this long, I think there are some things that I've learned over the years, and I've uh, you know, I'm I'm a big time procrastinator, but I realized <laughs> to make it easier on myself, the uh, the last few years I kind of got things squared away and ready to go racing. And my first year when I took uh, took the job of team manager at Coastal, it was 
that was insane because we was racing uh, side by sides and ATVs mm. and dirt bikes, and I was just I was going every which direction. Yeah, oh I bet. my gosh! I bet the, the parts list, the yeah. parts list was insane, right? It was. It was absolutely <laughs> everything was insane. I didn't realize how I knew it was going to be a big task, but it was even bigger than I was expecting. So that year, I didn't even realize how uh, how, how behind we were. So uh, you know, but we got it. We got things rolling, and uh, it was it was interesting for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. I was going to ask you: um, Would you rather be a rider getting ready for the season or a team manager? Rider, rider. Easy, easy <laughs> question. Easy question. Yeah. Just straight up rider. <laughs> As a rider, I'm only worried about myself. Now I'm worried about. Well, back then, whenever we had all, all three teams, I was. Uh, that was what we have: four UTV guys, two ATV, and three dirt bike guys. So and. Oh. We had help from Polaris. We had help from Yamaha on the ATV side, and we had help from Husqvarna on the dirt bike side. So, one race was over. I would have a hat on for whatever <laughs> the ATVs take hat off. I was yeah. So I was just full on scramble, and it's. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, easy. I'd much this rather rider. be a rider. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I you know you know rather hit the road bike and then instead of the the phone. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, phone, phone, phone. That's all. That's I do all does. Yep. Man, I feel like this season was probably especially eventful because it seemed like it was musical chairs over on the dirt bike side. Uh, this off season just seemed like almost everybody mm-hmm. was was changing teams at one point more so than i really ever remember yeah you're talking about this coming yeah. into 23 yes. yeah yeah yes. i've never again i've been in this 33 years i've never ever remember anything even remotely close to what what transpired <laughs> for this year it was just whenever uh Stu, whenever i got wind of uh Stu, what he was potentially doing that's when all the musical chairs started and uh Whenever, yeah, when that when that hit me, I was like, "Oh boy, here we go," <laughs> and it's it's been crazy. Right. Yeah. So now now you got Thad Duvall over there. Um, what you know? How's that been? It's been great with Thad. I know. Um, I can't say exactly how many years right now off the top of my head. I've known Thad, but probably since he's about five years old because mm-hmm. I used to race his dad Chad on the mm-hmm. ATVs, and I tell this story quite often with Thad. I remember it. If any of you guys ever raced or been out to where the Hard Rock GNCC was in Fairmont, it's just mountains. It's either you're up on the top of a ridge or going down it and you're in a valley. And I remember racing Chad, and I seen his kid out in the woods like at the three-mile marker. It was Thad. <laughs> and then, like, uh, two miles later, I'm at the five, and there's Thad standing there at the five. And then I see him at this. I'm like, how does this kid even know where to go? But right. knowing now, you know, he's always hunting. He's in the woods, and, mm-hmm. you know, he grew up in the woods. And so I've known him a long time. I know what makes him tick and i know his riding style so that it's not easy but it made it easier on me coming into this season on what makes thad tick and Mm -hmm. what will work and what won't work for him so that that not that it's easy but it's easier than some of the other guys i had because of my background with him right right so you guys are on a two you guys on a 23 this model this year well it's a 23 but we're still on the same chassis that we've been on the past few years husky and ktm are on the new New chassis but gas gas is on the original on original i got you i wasn't sure i I knew all that stuff was switching around so uh it's always uh probably a lot more difficult season if you had the new bike new rider new everything (laughs) yeah if we were switching yeah all that that would even be uh more chaotic more chaotic but but yeah we may we may make a switch after summer break but uh yeah right now it's you know we know what works and Mm -hmm. what's been working with the team so it's it's a little bit easier on me than some of the other teams with with stuff they had to switch right so looking into the 2023 season is there something either bike 
or ATV that you're looking for, uh, looking forward to, and this come from either one of you guys, what are you guys looking forward to the most for the 2023 season? I'm looking forward to on the ATV side with uh, with Bryson and Walker uh, to see if Walker comes out swinging. We know Bryson is, um, and I've worked with Bryson several years ago for a couple of years, and and you know I know he's he's in shape. You know he works his butt off. There's no doubt about that. So uh, you know Walker's Walker was behind the eight ball this year at the end of the season, and uh, you know I'll, I'll be curious to see how how he comes out. And then you got the other guys. I mean. Uh, Hunter Hart, you know, yeah. he's been coming on and uh, Glotta and uh, Cole Richardson, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be, it's going to be interesting to see what guys come out swinging. I mean, I see Hunter's already down there. He's riding in Florida. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he loves that place. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll be interesting. And then on the bike side, uh, I mean, perfect world is everybody stays healthy. And, right. you know, I was yeah. thinking driving here, I'm thinking, you know, well, what would be good for those guys is you get seven eight different winners this year <laughs> that right. would be yeah. great i it mean that'd be great awesome. for the yeah. sport sport that yeah. would be great for everyone so that's what i would like to see happen this year mm-hmm. you know no i i've been on the atv side i was dominant for several years and i had people come up to me and say like well are you going to give the other guys a chance or whatever and that's where ben kelly was at early in 22 mm-hmm. you know he was probably getting are oh, you getting going to give those guys a chance <laughs> but for ben it wasn't boring you know right. it was it Sometimes would come off as boring if you you got a three minute lead and you're just yeah. but right. it's not boring for Ben. It wasn't boring <laughs> for me when I was doing it or when Caleb right. done it. But um, you know, for the sport overall, it would be good to see a bunch of guys battling and a bunch of guys up front and everybody changing wins would be would be awesome. That's what I would like to see happen. Right, right. Well, we definitely have the field to have yeah. that potential like if, this year out of anybody. I mean, like I've picked Thad to win the championship the past. three or four years and unfortunately like we alluded to earlier like injuries have caused a lot of these guys to have to take a step back and then reinsert themselves into the championship series like later on in the season and when you only have a few guys finishing the entire season um to to be able to be in the points championship that's you know, that's struggle. That's a struggle on the on the series. I remember at one point in time there was only like seven guys on pro row. Yeah. yeah. So you know what we're hoping for too this year is just a healthy year for everybody, and uh, just you know good racing. Like we got to make it out of round one though for right. sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get them up here to the mountains where you know slows the speed down a little bit, more a bit more technical riding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you saying that like Stu saying Stu Grant Baylor the guys Josh Strang you know North South Carolina those guys you know they want to stay down there right. which Thad Duvall you know wants to get up here and then like Ryder Lafferty he lives in New Jersey so he's kind of he's probably looking forward to Camp <laughs> Coker in Florida right. but you know he rides the rocks well but you know I mean you just never know what you know sometimes guys don't think they like something and then boom they, it clicks with them and I mean I can speak from that whenever I was racing on the, the bike side in the sand I never look forward to going to Florida <laughs> my, my body type I'm not very tall I'm thinking sand whoops I'm going to get beat up and but I end up winning there a few years and then I loved it after that yeah but you know it was something I wasn't looking forward to but it clicked with me it it, it happened and mm. yeah I loved it so you never know you know no I'm not and I'm not saying that the North and South Carolina guys don't like rocks, but I always love them. So <laughs> yeah. you never know I when it'll like click. And who... <laughs> <laughs> so, Talent, um, when does your season start? Um, it starts at the second Georgia round. 
First Georgia round? It would, it would be at the first Georgia round. Okay. The third round of the series would yeah. be the first EMTB round. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So, and, and and that this year there's a little bit of change up on the, the EMTB side. They're going to race, I believe it's the first and second round is going to be on Friday. Okay. So, oh, really? Yeah, and a lot of people ask me, well, that doesn't make sense why they do it. But to me, I understand why they did it, and I I – I guess I would say I voted for it because it comes down to daylight. On right. Saturday, you just you got so many races, so much going on. Right. And I know last year, standing on a starting line at Georgia, you know, I'm standing there with him. It was cold, windy, nasty, and I'm thinking it's almost going to be dark when they start. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they had to cut the race a little bit short. So that that's one of the main reasons that they're going to Friday races. And even there was a, I think the two or three at the end of the season are are going to be on Friday. So okay. we'll probably be able to get um, a lot of riders that race the bikes and the ATVs to to be, join in on Friday because they're already there. And if it's a day that they're not already racing, you know. They... Right, right. Yeah, I think so. I I, I hope so. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's – I. of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased toward it. My son's racing the <laughs> ATV. But I've raced several of them. It's way more fun than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, if anybody spent any amount of time, you know, going hard on a – whether it's a road bike or a mountain bike or an EM, EMTB – it's a little bit tough, um, but it's also fun. And but the racing, it's like it's it's different than just going out there and just grinding it out. It's you're actually out there racing, and I know from wearing my heart rate monitor, at uh, I think it was John Penton in 21, my heart rate was through the roof. <laughs> like it was, I was going so hard. I didn't realize it till it was over, and I looked at my data, and it was it was crazy how hard I was going, but. It's a race, and right. it was it was fun. You know, when it was over, I l- get done with the EMTBs, and I, it's it's fun to me. I can say I had fun. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, so, any kind of race is fun, right? Yeah. Like you don't think you're going to like go out and have fun, and yeah. then it's like you put in your like a race situation, and you're like, oh man, that was that was fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> I always look back at a race and feel like I had fun. Right. Like like in the race, it didn't seem like very much right. fun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even when you're kids, right? Like sleigh rides, yeah. and get some snow. Oh, yeah. Like look at the top of the hill. Like oh, let's race down. Yeah. Like oh, it was so much fun. More fun than just riding down by yourself right so so um this year you know are you are, are you on the same program same team uh say our same bike i mean for 2023 um we're not 100% sure yet so <laughs> i don't i don't really know right yeah we are uh actually we had a phone call on the way here that uh i don't want to say things went sideways but it was a little bit of a it, it threw a, a wrench in things, mm-hmm. so we're 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 not back at the drawing board. We have a plan, but we just need to make sure we got everything lined up. Right. Or we know he's racing. We're just not exactly <laughs> not sure. sure what, but he's yeah. racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah I, I understand that. And then you know, what's a off season without some question marks going into the first round, right? Yeah, I mean, last year, I some people were asking me what class you race next year. I'm like youth, and. Then, well, I guess it would have been two years now, two years ago now. People were asking me, what class you racing? And I was like, youth. And then it was like, week before the first race, I was like, I probably shouldn't do youth again. Might as well move up. And we moved up. So we weren't sure until. So you moved up from youth to XC2. Yeah. And it was okay. a week before. Like, the whole time I was, me and him were like, yeah, let's do youth again. And then it eventually, we some I don't even remember who. It was just a couple people asked, like, who, who are you racing XC2? I was like. I'm sure at this point, yeah, might as well. So moved up. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a big. That's it's gonna be a good, you know, experience to fill it out and see about how like how the intensity raises a little bit. Yeah, that 
Yeah, I moved up uh, last year, and it was it was already in youth class. Me and Gavin Garlitz, we were going at it, like not like pretty pretty intense. And then it was moved up to XC two, and like I didn't think it could get much more intense, but it it did, <laughs> it did, and I was very surprised. I mean, that series has grown so much, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see the amount of talent and the amount of really good guys that they're mm-hmm. drawing, and and you know. It's cool to see you being able to rise up in that sport too. Yeah, it's. I was. Th- I've been thinking about it recently. I kind of went from like doing it for fun and not being that good, and then it was like I finally realized like to some like I have a friend back home that rides bicycles, and he looks at me, and it's like I'm like a pro to him, and to me, I'm just still like a riding out there for fun. And right. It's just it's weird to think about how I went. I still think I'm just doing it for fun and he looks at me like I'm already a pro. So it's just weird to me. And and for me, that's kind of like tough. I don't want him to not have fun at it. And cause I've been down that road when it's your job, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to look at it differently and he is still having fun at it. And that's, that's great. So, you know, I never push him, uh, you know, when he's had dirt bikes and he's ridden them some here Mm -hmm. and there. And I've never been the parent, like you need to go ride, you got to do this, you know, him training, non-stop since the season stop uh, finished you know he's been doing that and he's doing that on his own but on the other hand with his, what he's saying is like he knows that he needs to be serious about that and he wants to do it right that's that's, that's the, big the biggest thing, thing. Is the, want. Yeah, the want yeah he yeah. wants it yeah and you can't make somebody want it nope. no no nope. no for and, sure and you were just talking about how big the sport's getting and just for instance i was just on facebook today and i saw a gas gas uh mountain bike so yeah. husky gas gas all these motorcycle companies are yeah. starting to build yamaha these bikes yamaha so it's it's curious it's really cool to see like how they're starting to st- like step towards that way and and you just you know when they get their hands in it it's going to get bigger and bigger each each year right yeah yeah, yeah it's for, and i know a lot of the uh the the details behind the gas gas and the husky you know and the, the company's getting behind it and pushing it and mm-hmm. yeah there's you know i think there's a bright future in it for you know for him and for the sport in general mm-hmm. you know for the emtbs again it's you know it's a lot of fun if you guys have them i mean yeah yeah i don't know when the last time since you've got an emtb whenever you get on a regular mountain bike you know i don't know how long you've done it how long <laughs> you know from till you got back on a regular mountain bike yeah. i've only been on at emtb like for five minutes yeah okay and yeah. Maybe, we're, you don't we're, count we're acoustics people <laughs> you know yeah, we're still <laughs> well, acoustic. I, I know i think it was last summer um my old mountain bike which is 100 years old <laughs> i got out of my shed you know he he grew up like this is what he's done is the emtb for years and years and i got my old mountain bike out of my shed and i'm like oh let's ride around on this thing i'm like it's so light compared to the the, the emtbs he rode up and down the driveway a few times and he's like yeah that's pretty good and he kind of like <laughs> we pushed it in the garage and it sat there for a week and then i put her back in the shed right. it's like you don't want to get Brett no. back yeah. on a regular like, mountain bike for us right it's well, it was like, if I want a regular mountain bike, I'll just turn off the battery, right? Like, <laughs> right. Turn it down. <laughs> right. My dad has one of those quiet cats. Have yeah. you ever rode one I've, of those? No, I have not. Oh, you talk about a real cheater bike. Oh, <laughs> a thousand, a thousand uh, watt 
Is that oh right? man, that thing will spin tires going uphill. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so it, it's it's definitely a cheater bike. Hey, Brandon and Jonathan, you guys were talking about wanting to be able to race some of the series and get back earlier. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You guys should get, could just, just ride EMTV, EMTV class. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a lot cheaper than you know trying to put a quad together or put the bike together. <laughs> for a year. You clean a, a mountain bike a lot faster than a quad too. Exactly. <laughs> Less days off work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I wouldn't even have to take a day off. Right. Yeah, because he, he's he, he you know he's at Sunday through Thursday, guys. So Friday, Saturday, he's off. So oh man, yeah, that'd yeah, be perfect just for him. Run the, just run the whole series then. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Somebody hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get a sponsorship one day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So I think it's time. Let's go ahead and get our uh, first call-in guest on the line. Um, we're going to be talking to Miss Carrie Jones, uh, Carrie Joe Coombs Russell. She, uh, like we said, she. It's pretty much is behind the scenes of everything that we love. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah. When it comes to watching motocross, now when it comes to watching, uh, was it Super Motocross? Yeah, Super Motocross. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. awesome in itself. And you see her every time at every event. You know, you go to an area qualifier, yeah. GCC motocross race. You see her everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I w- I'm excited to talk to her, kind of learn the history behind. Her, because she's been there from the beginning mm-hmm. as a kid, right. and then growing up through because her parents started it. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get her on the line, and uh, we're gonna and we're, go we're, to a commercial break. Yeah, real we're quick. gonna go to a commercial break real quick, and then we'll be back with uh, Carrie Joe. Welcome to the Split Line Off Road Podcast, brought to you by Magna One Motorsports. Are you ready to go? GNCC Racing! Look at these guys. Oh, boy. We got it wheel-to-wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down to the inside. No! You've seen them at the track. Now, online, magna1motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1motorsports.com or trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year. Which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. 
Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer of protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, thanks for hanging with us through the commercial break. And uh, we have Miss Carrie Joe on the line. Carrie, how are you? I'm great. Hey, we, are, we appreciate your time tonight. Uh, again, uh, we talked to you a few yep. seconds ago, but Brandon and myself yep. uh, were the host of the Splitline Off-Road Podcast, and then we have Barry and his son Talon in studio. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Of course. Hello, Talon. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so we're we're really excited to have you on right before we we got you on brandon and i were talking about man carrie is really involved with pretty much everything that we love yeah <laughs> when it comes like you're kind of behind the scenes of a ton of stuff that we love when it comes to mx sports the motocross pro motocross and now the super uh motocross package that you guys have um the racer tv racer x um and then of course gncc and then of course gncc <laughs> what we love to cover so well, that's my heart that's right <laughs> yeah yeah so i i guess it's kind of you know you have all of that that you that you're um uh, behind it's kind of a hard question but where did it all begin for you well it it, it didn't begin for me Mm -hmm. It began for my dad. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure you guys have heard this story before. But um, my dad was uh, in a rock and roll band. And he was working his way through college. And um, he went to uh, a movie one day, 1972, on any Sunday, and fell in love with motorcycles. Um, just from watching that movie and you know at the time he had three little kids and um, we were being drug around the, the concert scene um, spending our summers at Bay Shores uh, you know the bar scene as he played his gigs and everything mm -hmm. and so when he discovered motorcycles it was it was exciting and uh, but by that time he he tried to make it as a professional motocrosser he was past his prime too, too old so <laughs> so he uh, quickly realized that if he was going to you know be a part of this lifestyle because it is a lifestyle mm -hmm. that he had to you know get off the the race bike and uh start start working the races and he had um my mom to who's you know she was really the brains behind the whole thing um and my dad was the front man and he got that um he got that from being in a, a rock and roll band being a stage guy and uh he had you know three little kids that were cheap labor <laughs> and so you know my first job at the races was you know picking up trash hmm. um i graduated to flagger that was so exciting <laughs> and then um 
they put me at the front gate and I handed out clipboards, passed out the clipboards and uh, worked my way up to registration. And that, that was a lot of fun. So I've, I've done all the jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it from sounds the like very it. beginning. And uh, finally um, I was our first journalist, you know, way before, way before there was a racer X, there was a, a, a journalist named CJ Coombs that wrote the articles for cycle news. And I used my, Nick, you know, my initials, because I didn't think they would print an article written by uh, a female. So oh, wow. I went by C.J. Coombs for a long time. That's and then uh, when I, uh, years later, when I uh, decided to go to law school, I, I gave my cameras to my brother. And uh, Racer X happened after that. So it, it really started with my dad. And... Um, it was a family business. I mean, the two of them, I remember mortgaging our house. We uh, put on a Supercross race at Three Rivers Stadium, and um, the sky opened up and poured down. <laughs> some, I mean, it, it would have been like Oakland that got canceled this past weekend. Yeah. It would have been It would have been uh, Three Rivers Stadium. It would have been the same thing had they run. Um, we basically filled up Three River Stadium. It was a bullet chili. That's what it looked like. And at the time, uh, you could only move dirt in the stadium if you are a union worker. Well, um, that meant paying union rates. And it was very difficult because of the mud. I mean, it took a lot. And then you got the football or the baseball team, you know, hounding you to get it clean. It, it, it near put us in bankruptcy and oh, my wow. parents i remember uh, mortgage in the house and uh so it's been you know we've been through it all but uh my dad was passionate about motorcycles especially off-road racing that was what he loved the most and you know right after he went and and uh, started you know racing and putting on races uh it was actually the uh, the, the preacher up at Davis, West Virginia approached my, he went to the same movie, by the way, <laughs> found my dad and asked my dad, Hey, do you think you could, you know, put a race in Davis and do for the community of Davis, what Lake, you know, what happened to Lake Elsinore in the movie? And uh, that's how that got started. And the rest is history. It became, you know, the iconic Blackwater 100. And, um, huh. so I, uh, you know, got, I went to college. It was very important for my family that uh, we all go to college. And, and uh, my parents finally made it through college <laughs> because they had these kids in between. I was, I was really, you know, thinking maybe I'll get a degree before my parents do. Maybe I'll graduate before my parents do. That would be weird. <laughs> but they beat me. And uh, they both were um, substitute teachers. And there's a lot of racers in Morgantown that had my dad. Uh, as a substitute teacher, and uh, apparently he was pretty cool in class. So, <laughs> I'm sure he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. When I when I um, graduated college, uh, I, I worked at the racetrack the whole time, all through high school, all through college. I worked at the racetrack, and it was fun. You know, you got to travel, and and I just grew up. In a different way. I mean, it's like these kids that grow up at the races now. There's just something about a track kid 
you know, and that you get to see parts of the country that other people don't, other kids don't, and you get to have a freedom that other kids don't. And uh, I really, really enjoyed that. And um, I, I was hoping to to find a, a place in the company business, but at, the, at that time, they were still running the business off of the kitchen table. <laughs> and you know, we didn't have an office, and and uh, my brothers were racing, and, and that was, you know, time-consuming. And, and really, there wasn't a place for me full time in the family business. They couldn't afford it. So I, um, I'll never forget, I graduated in journalism, of course, um, and public relations, because I, I picked those uh degrees or my majors because I, I, I was hope, hoping it would help the family business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got it to the end of it and uh, had to go get a job and had to go for an interview. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I went to my one and only interview oh, wow. and it was in Wheeling. And uh, it was for a public relations job for some company. And um, they um, offered me the job on the spot and starting salary was $14,000. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> I haven't even had a college for four years to make $14,000. I'm going to figure out a way how to go back to school because it was so much fun. You know, I had, I'm one of those kids that I just had a ball in college. Really? I, oh yeah. It was, it's what you make of it. I was a townie. And I'm from Morgantown. WVU College is here. It's like, you know, or university, I should say, WVU or university. And um, I just, you know, for me, it wasn't, um, it wasn't difficult because you, I grew up around college students. So it, it wasn't a new thing. And um, so I, I, I was comfortable with it. And so I found, I'm like, how am I going to get back to school? And so I, I took the um, LSAT for for law school and i i got in to uh, i mean i made i applied to one and only law school west virginia so it was going to be either i get in there or i just move on and um i got in and went to law school and had a ball there and worked the races the whole time and then um when i graduated in oh let me say it would have been 1984, I moved to Pittsburgh, and um, actually, the law firm that I worked with was um, the the owner, the lead lawyer, uh, the partner was uh, Maurice Nurnberg, who raced motorcycles and was a friend of my dad's. And so I was happy to be working with somebody who understood our lifestyle, and uh, he was a wonderful teacher. I mean, as a, as a lawyer, the first the first you know, partner that you work for, um, they can they can make you or break you. And he took me under his wing and really taught me how to practice law. So I'm forever, you know, indebted to Maurice. And um, then then my my dad got sick, and he he had been diagnosed um, and had been fighting um, a heart condition called cardiomyopathy for years. And it really broke his heart because he couldn't, he, he was a jogger 
and and he loved riding his motorcycle, of course, and he just couldn't do it anymore. And um, but he tried, and I I remember he he got hurt and riding riding trying to ride his bike, and um, he had um, messed up his knee really bad, and we he was in the hospital, and I remember walking into the hospital. And uh, my mom's standing there, and the doctor walked in and looked at my dad and me and said, um, so how long have you had leukemia? And we looked at each other and we're like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, don't you know you have leukemia? And we were shocked. Hmm. And we were really, it was awful because a few years late, earlier, my mother had um, stage four, four ovarian cancer. And uh, that was a shock, too. We discovered her cancer um, because I had applied for a life insurance policy for her. And it came back, um, go to your doctor now, and uh, or else we would have never caught that in time. So she went through all the chemos and, you know, nearly died, and, and uh, but she beat it. And so when this happened to my dad... We're like, oh, we got this. This is Dave Coombs. He's yeah. invincible, you know? And uh, so we went through. He he, he, he didn't want to go through chemo like she did because it was awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just horrible. But he had a sister, an only sibling, and she was a bone marrow match. And so I'll never forget. He was diagnosed in um, May um and then on the 4th of July in 1998 he walked into the hospital for his bone marrow transplant and just like hey i got this you know you guys you know go on to down to loretta's get the track ready you know i'll be there before you know it and then on august 3rd um he died mm. and it was the opening uh, it was it was the riders meeting the opening day we had had practice all day and at Loretta Lynn's at that time you practiced and then Monday night that's when your riders meeting was and I'll never forget because I, I never like speak publicly at, at the races I'm always the behind the scenes <laughs> worker bee and um, I had to walk on that stage in front of all his families and I, I said uh, today my dad died and tomorrow we race, and we did, and um, that's how I got put into it. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's... Well, I mean, that's an incredible story. And your family has done so much for the sport, and I, you know, I think I can speak for all of us that we're, you know, grateful for what your family has done for this sport. And uh, um, um, I mean, you could really write a book on sure. uh, on what what all the your family has done so it's really incredible to be able to to hear that well it's because we have good people around us Mm -hmm. um our our staff our team um the people that have been working with us for years barry was on our team for several years we are forever you know grateful Mm -hmm. for what he brought to the team and and i we're just very fortunate that we have great people that work with us. Yeah, so 
uh, tell us a little bit what it's like. Like, so you you watched it from the beginning, and you've seen you've saw everything that has went on to to build these sports and to build the platforms that they're on now to where it's just such such a high degree right now. What's it like, like looking at it now and seeing where where it came from to the point it is now? Well, I, I, I don't do that. I mean, for me, it's just, this is just natural, mm -hmm. you know, when it's a, when it's a, a passion and, and we, we take our role as, as, um, you know, we're, we're, we're temporary caretakers of a sport. You know, the mm -hmm. sport is, is its own and, and we are here, um, as, as caretakers for now, it'll be somebody else, you know, down, down, down the road when we're no longer here, but it's a responsibility mm -hmm. and we take it very serious and the families who come to our events, you know, they've, they've selected, you know, chosen to come to our events. And so we have a, a big responsibility towards them. And, and I, I look at it as a formula and as long as you work the formula, uh, the chances are, you know, it, it'll it'll work for you, and and our formula that I've, you know, because I, I thought about this in the past. What what is it that, you know, if we had a mission statement, you know, what what would you say? And I and, and it's strange that it all came up with the same letters. But first of all, it's, it's got to be fair when when these riders and their families come to our events, they gotta know that they're going to be treated fairly. Mm -hmm. They, they have to know that the rules are fair and that they're going to be applied fairly. Like because of my legal background, I'm able to look at things a different way. Um, like the GNCC rules, the supplemental rules, I wrote those from scratch. Um, the Loretta Lynn rules, I wrote those. And the pro racing rules, um, I've, I've made the we, – we inherited – well, not inherited, but when we acquired <laughs> – the series in 2009 it had a rule book i'm the one who you know um, amends those and rewrites those so so i do it from a sense of my experience as a lawyer and um i i, I just see it a different way and it's the rules are so important and and you know barry will tell you um uh, you have to know that it that it's fair yeah and 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 uh, we take great pains. Our riders' meetings that we have, we do them virtual now, but we used to do them, you know, the mornings after the banquets. And and I found that by doing virtual on a Zoom, you get a lot more people that are able to participate. You know, if, before if, if you weren't in the top ten, you you weren't at the banquet, so you really weren't involved <laughs> yeah. in the rule making. Um, and those riders' meetings that we have are so important. Um, so everybody gets a, a say. Everybody has an opportunity to, you know, give give their ideas, and we get some of our best ideas from our our riders and their families. So you know, fairness is is number one for for me. Um, it, it has to be you know family oriented. These these families they come and they bring their little kids and they drop them off on Friday, 
and the only time they see him is right before the race. They're <laughs> right, the kids race, <laughs> and then they're off. They're off, you know, with playing with other kids. And you know, I see my own grandchildren now. The, you know, crew. They're out just having a ball, and it's just so rewarding for me that these families are there, and and they feel you know safe. And um, I just I feel that racing keeps families together. Mm-hmm. I look at you know these young teenage boys and girls now um, that are hanging out every weekend with their parents, and you don't see that. You know, for a lot of kids, they don't have that. Their their parents aren't there, or their parents can't or won't spend time with them. So our kids are very fortunate that their parents uh, want to spend time with them, and vice versa. The, the The parents are lucky that their kids want to spend time with them. So family is very key and fun. You got to make it fun. That's why we do silly things like a dog show dog <laughs> you know um you know the meat um the supercross viewing show parties and mm-hmm. you know you gotta there are there are kids family members who aren't into racing but you know they're brought to the racetrack because they're part of the family so you got to give them something to do uh, that's why I, one of the reasons why we started the stasic racing you had little tiny kids what yeah. are they you know, what do they do? They're too little to race. And now it's part of the the best events we have all weekend is <laughs> oh, the Stacey yeah. Racing Saturday night. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's awesome. It is. So, you know, it's got to be fun or else it's just, it, it's too serious. And and it, that takes away from it. And, you know, you guys know uh, how we feel about um, patriotism. Mm-hmm. And the flag, you know, we have eight races a weekend. Everyone starts with national anthem, and that little Stasic race it starts with the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Right. And when other when other people, other sports were taking a knee, you didn't see any of my guys taking a knee. No. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> no way. Yeah. No. And I-, I always make sure that part of our series merch has a a, a patriotic theme to it. Yeah, we've always said that it's that the GNCC just seems to represent the best of us at all times. Like it's Brandon and I have talked about since the beginning of this show, how we were always so drawn to being, you know, racers, but then, you know, past racing, just fans of GNCC. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, the 99% of that is the family atmosphere, the patriotism, the, it just Mm -hmm. represents the best of all of us. Mm Yep. Yep. And faith. Yes. Yep. Yes. Who hasn't just get gotten goosebumps and the hair raised on their, you know, I'm just, I, I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't had that feeling after listening to Ricky Towery. Oh, yeah. Give a prayer at the beginning of a race. I mean, he's just a legend. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of sports went to no prayers. I remember there, we used to have a, you know, an argument because, oh, we can't do the prayer anymore. Oh, watch me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I know my mother-in-law is a pastor and I remember her first GNCC, she listened to his prayer and she kind of looked over me. She's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's, he's wonderful. And, 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 you know, 
he it's worth going to the starts even if it's not your race just to hear him right absolutely yeah i mean pretty much what you just described to me and i have a we we both have kids young um six-year-old and we've gone the gncc races but that's pretty much how i want my son to live his life is pretty much everything you just said patriotic prayer uh freedom you know safety and racing dirt bikes i mean that's what else could you ask for for sure i know absolutely that when you've got that formula and 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 the kids are part of it you know are they going to be professional motorcycle riders you hope not (laughs) 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 you hope not but you hope that they get that that you know underpinning that that experience so that they go on to be productive members of society mm-hmm. no matter what they do yeah for sure but carrie it's nice kn- to have that base i know for me like the whole family thing it's like the gncc is truly one big family mm-hmm. you know every there's everybody has their families there but i mean for me i've been around it forever and then having my kids around it and you know talon now competing in the emtb it's like when you go there, you don't have to have your guard up. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, Talon's old enough to take care of himself now. But, you know, when he was younger, I would was probably a little bit of a pr- overprotective parent and want to know where he was at. But right. it, when we was at a GNCC, I felt way more at ease. I'm like, my kids are around good people. Everybody here is good people. And it's just it. The whole atmosphere and everything about it is, you know, I'm I'm glad I could have my kids around this. And, you know, hopefully... One day, if I'm a grandparent, you know, my grandkids can be around it. So it's, yeah, it's, you know, I really thank you, Carrie, and your mom and dad for for giving this opportunity and, you know, being part of it. It's pretty awesome. Well, you know, we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, when when my dad died, I made the decision, you know, to come come home and um, work, you know, I started working like spending half of my day at my law firm uh the other half of the day at the family business the racing business and the other half of the day which didn't exist (laughs) with (laughs) with my son and it came to a point where something had to give you know i had three important things in my life my you know law racing my family and one of them had to go and it was an easy decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we appreciate that decision. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> we really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I will say that one of the reasons I wanted when I called Carrie earlier and asked her about coming on, I know she probably was like, "Well, where there's is there something more to this?" And I wanted her <laughs> to know that, like, we what we didn't want to. Typically, she almost has to argue with people or present her side. Right. People's always on it, at her, fighting her for their whatever they want. Right. And I know the real Carrie Joe, and what she just explained and like her whole backstory. Like when I called her, I wanted her to know that we weren't calling to argue or do oh, anything. No. She doesn't have to have her guard up. We just want to right. know the backstory yeah. and where. GNCC and Racer Productions, mm-hmm. MX Sports, how everything got to where it's at today. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I'm glad you, you explained, you know, the whole story to where it's at now with you carrying a family. I knew a lot of that. There was a few things I didn't know, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Mm-hmm. 
I, great. I do know now why she wins a lot of arguments at signups when, when you're around. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was a lawyer. So, yeah, I do know now why she's very good Makes at arguing. Makes a lot of sense. Well, you know what? I, I'm usually not at sign-up. Maybe you're my mom you're talking oh, about. Oh, maybe. maybe That's right, yeah. Everybody yeah. calls me Rita. Yeah, right. Um, right. Yeah, and I just I, I quit correcting them. After a while, it's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm my mom. She's beautiful. Um, she's killing it. She's 81 years old, um, and still running registration. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we have the same curly hair, so uh, I. You'll see me. Um, I spend a lot of time at scoring because that's where a lot of questions come up, and people, have, <laughs> you know. So I, I'm down there, and I spend a lot of time just walking around. Just walking through the pro paddock, walking through the, you know, sponsor village, because I want to make myself available in the event that anybody does have a question. That's the one thing at, at the pro motocrosses. I never ride on a mule or a cart or anything. And the first thing I do when I get there is I just walk up and down the paddock and, you know, stop. Are you guys okay? Anybody need anything? Roger, you okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And by making yourself available, nobody can say, well, she's unapproachable. Right. Right. No, I'm not. I'm right there. <laughs> Standing right there. I walk by you. You know, I tell you how approachable I am. I'm the one who had the blue tiger suit on, a tiger run last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, I, Carrie, I know when I saw those, I, I saw maybe Rodney or, or Mikey Waynes with Mikey Waynes, yeah. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, what did he lose a bet? Like what, what did he have on? But then once it all came together, it's Tiger Run and Carrie yeah. Joe was behind it. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. No, I get it. Yeah. Hey, I bet there's a lot of Tiger outfits this year. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start something like that, it just it yeah. just catches on. You gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. Almost. Um, there might be almost as many Tiger outfits as there is mullets, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of mullets, it was. I think it was two years ago. You know, Mikey Waynes has a podcast. Yeah. Yep. And apparently, I don't listen to it, but apparently, well, I don't listen to any podcast, but um, <laughs> no offense, but oh, I, I just hey, don't. Hey, we understand. <laughs> um, but apparently, word got to me that he said the GNCC stood for Grand National Cash Cow, <laughs> which, you know. I could have gone one of two ways. I could have lost my mind and, you know, raged on him, or I could beat him at his own joke. <laughs> so at Iron Man, I wore cow costume. Oh, that's you know, Saturday I remember night when we have our that. party Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. And so I wore cow costume and he was of course embarrassed i'm like oh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to say that i'm like okay well you're gonna wear this next if you say anything <laughs> stupid like that again but then i'll never forget you know there's the concert going up on the stage and i don't i forget who was playing it was somebody really you know hot at the time mm -hmm. and there was a fight right down in front of the stage well my next um biggest responsibility is I'm chief executive security. <laughs> At least I think I am. <laughs> Me and Big John, you know, yeah. we're going to go break up a fight. I, over the, I could tell you stories and stories, you know, High Point and Steel City where mm. we broke up fights and caught a bunch of people misbehaving and causing <laughs> trouble and, 
you know, I made him sit in a corner. Uh, <laughs> and it, I made him sit in a circle on the ground, hold hands, and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet they listened too, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Unfortunately, like everything else, they enjoyed it. And, and you know, a couple, there were a couple of girls that had obviously had been to, you know, Girl Scout camp. They knew the words. Um, <laughs> the boys, not so much, but they learned it by the end of the night. And to this day, you know, Big John um, will have people walking up to him and say, hey, kumbaya, Big John. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's funny. like, God, oh, that was so long ago. How do you remember that? Man, nobody but, forgets um, anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was either, it's either throw them out, you know, have the police escort them out, or just teach them a lesson. Yeah. And I prefer to teach them a lesson. So getting back to the Iron Man, there was this big, there was, you know, a fight broke out. And um, I forget I'm wearing a cow costume. <laughs> And I go to break up this fight. And I'll never forget. I mean, I grabbed this guy and I pulled him back and he goes, he yelled at me, he goes, let go of me, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm so offended. And I'm like, you're wearing a cow costume. And to this day, my grandson crew calls me, carry the cow. Carry <laughs> Oh, that's that's awesome. I love that story. <laughs> but you just got to let that just roll off your back. You know, I, yeah. I, I always say be the duck. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. got to let that roll off my shoulders. <laughs> I, I don't. And, and people don't understand. I. For me, it's not personal. You know, when when there's a, a, a dispute or somebody has a question and um, and I, you know, hear it out and I disagree with them. It's never personal. Right. You know, we just move on to the next event. Um, I, I forget as soon as, you know, it's over, it's over. And I, I think people think that, that like I hold grudges or Tim Cotter hold. We don't. It's not personal ever. It's just we have a rule and we apply the rule the best we, we feel. And if the rule needs adjusted or changed, then, then we do that. Yeah, Carrie, you saying that, this is something I learned many, many years ago, is if I ever went up to argue, whether it was a track issue, a scoring issue, whatever it was, when I went to you guys, I didn't go there. Initially, my first couple of times, I went there to just yell and complain. But I realized if you go there and you you need to have, this is advice I guess I'm giving everyone else. If you're <laughs> going to go there, don't go to them just to complain have a solution or something that you think could be better because Carrie, Rita, Tim, they're all going to listen to you. Well, they will listen to you if you have a good reason of how you could fix it or how you could possibly make it better, but they don't want to hear from you. You just want to complain. Like yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to hear anybody complaining. Hey, try to have a little solution or a little reason to fix, fix things. Right, right, right. So I actually, we, I have a um, a question. You've been around more races than probably, at least Brandon and I combined. Um, is there a race that sticks out to you as like your favorite race of all time, or something? You know, like what's the first race that you think of when I ask that question? Oh, Blackwater. Oh, Blackwater. Yeah, yeah. I we, bet you I, had to make a lot of people sing Kumbaya at that one. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, the, I, the Blackwater was another one where um, I realized I was really 
you know, a mental mistake. Um, there was there was a, a part of the track. Barry knows this well. Route ninety three river crossing. Yep. And um, it the Blackwater was unique in that there was no like admission gate. It was a free for all. Hmm. I mean, it was in the started in the middle of town. There was no gate where you walked in and paid your five dollars to get in. It was free. The race was free. It actually cost us so much money because it destroyed all of our equipment. And we took all the money that we made and our the only income we had was through the entry fees. We had to take the money in the entry fees and pay the portage on bill <laughs> because we had to rent all the portage arms throughout the town and like everybody came to blackwater and and uh so route 93 river crossing was a place where the crowd could easily get to it and uh you go through a creek and then up a steep embankment and there's all these iconic photographs of you know bikes flipping over or quads flipping over and the crowd forming human chains and pulling them up the hill <laughs> And uh, it was something else. And uh, I'll never forget this one year. This is when I was um, still a photographer. And I was in in the uh, bottom before the uphill. And it had been a long time for the bikes to come. They hadn't come around for the first lap. And the crowd was getting a little um, rambunctious. And they started throwing beer cans at each <laughs> other. And it looked like it was raining beer cans. And I just had had enough. And I stood in the middle of the creek and um, I had my radio in my hand and I held it up and I said, you guys better stop throwing beer cans and bottles right now or I will reroute this course, this race, and you will never see a motorcycle ever. And somebody enough people knew me to realize that I could do it <laughs> and, and uh, it just stopped and I I said thank you and walked away uh, and got off to the side and I'm like that was so stupid <laughs> that was, that was like so stupid <laughs> but they behaved and I don't know if it's my tongue you know um, but but I, 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 when I can, I try to just to control the situation before it gets, you know, too far. And um, a lot of times I find myself in that situation. And I think afterwards, wow, that's, you know, it worked, <laughs> but it was dangerous. <laughs> it's a tough job constantly being the voice of reason. Yeah. Well, you, you got to step up. You got to step up and take charge. Carrie, you, know, you I, can't let people you can't let people misbehave. And you know, unfortunately, I was the only one there in a position of authority and um that, the police Carrie, weren't nearby. Carrie, Carrie, that's what put you on the map was Blackwater. <laughs> the Blackwater <laughs> 93 crossing put Carrie Joe on the map. <laughs> Carrie, I I yeah. got a funny little uh Blackwater story with Carrie Joe. So the it 93 was the last year of Blackwater. And myself and Bob Sloan were battling, and you guys may not even remember this, Carrie Wood, but Moto World was a 30-minute show that would highlight racing throughout 
the United States. Well, they would always go to Blackwater. And I remember they were videoing. I knew they were going to do the ATVs. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty big deal. You know, it'd be pretty neat if I won, which I watching the video. But I've seen it. Actually, Talon has a video of it right here. (laughs) I don't know if he has the complete video. But one of the funniest parts of this video was the old school people will know what I'm talking about when you say the barrels. Carrie Joe worked one of the oh, barrels God, for scoring. <laughs> I'm going to tell the whole story. I'm just going to tell part of it. But Carrie Joe was one of the, the girls at the barrels. I don't. I can't see the video, but it, oh, they're okay. waiting. Yeah, yeah. They're waiting. Yeah, there, there's Carrie Joe right there. So, <laughs> there, oh no, Meta World is videoing and waiting for myself or Bob to come around the corner. Well, a this guy pulls up to the barrels, goes to carry. Uh, he picked the worst barrel to go to. It was Carrie Joe's barrel. <laughs> well, this guy had on a full face helmet, no goggles. I don't even think he had a shirt. Here, it was just one someone that just showed up there and was riding. They weren't racing, <gasps> but they jumped out on the course. <laughs> And they were riding, and they went through the scoring, and Kerry grabbed this guy's helmet and was yanking this guy. His head is flying back and forth. And she was just reaming him out. Get off of the course. You're not racing. And I think the guy pulled over and just disappeared. And then, like, a couple seconds later, we came through the finish line. But, yeah, like, I've seen that a million times. Like, she's grabbing. That's one of my favorite parts is her grabbing this guy's. I'm like, look at Kerry. Look at Kerry. She's telling this guy, get out of here. And yeah, so it was, uh, you know, that that was an, a typical Blackwater story, I guess you could That's say. That's funny, man. <laughs> that, that, I, I would like to think I'm a kinder, gentler Carrie <laughs> in my more mature years. <laughs> I, I think a few years ago that I that video surfaced, and I think I may have sent it to Carrie Joe, and I'm, I think I got a middle finger emoji back. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's great. Hey, Carrie, before we let you go, I know we've, we've had you on for a while, and we appreciate your time. We have a question that we have to ask you. It's the it's our it's it's our signature question (laughs) and with with the amount of hours that you've had on the road to races i'm I'm sure you have your favorites if you had to pick one fast food restaurant and one candy as your favorite that's all you can eat for the rest of your life what would it be one fast food restaurant yes oh wow (laughs) uh does outback qualify so we've made a rule because we've had people ask for it has to have a drive-through drive-through yeah okay all right um panera panera that's That's our first panera that's a new i like that i like that my that my my wife would be a fan of that one as well (laughs) yeah panera and my favorite candy yes turtles Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Turtles. Okay. What yeah. Talent. Like what? the cho- like the chocolate. You never know, like the little chocolate turtle. Like they're like very small, delicate little things. They they're the caramel with the pecans and the chocolate. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Now. Okay. <laughs> they're old fashioned. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> they I like call those. them turtles. My dad always called them turtles. So. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. My wife, uh, when we first started this podcast, she said, any guest you have on, you have to ask that question because it tells a lot about their personality. So, <laughs> so we've continued that tradition. This is our hundredth episode. So we've continued that tradition. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on uh, such a big episode for us. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Well, you know, 
next year, we consider the birth of GNCC um, with the first Blackwater. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Which was 1975. Next year is our 50th year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So we need to get ready for that. Yeah. 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 Wonder how many shows we'll be up to by then, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we we go weekly through the season, and then in the off season we we uh, cut it down to bi-weekly. So we should maybe two hundred by then, Brandon. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to be a big thing for GNCC racing. Fifty. Yeah, yeah, I I struggle with whether to use, you know, seventy five as the fiftieth or, you know, seventy nine. When we, I think, when did we start the hundred milers, Barry? Was it seventy nine or eighty? Oh, man, that was before my time. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. give an accurate answer on that. Yeah, but I think we've always stuck with Blackwater as the start of it all for GNCC. You know, for you know, for for Moto, it's High Point. Um, now, obviously, Loretta Lynn's was nineteen eighty three. Mm. So er- everything has a start. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Blackwater starting point. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. Yeah, I think I, I, I think. Yeah. Even though that year there was only one race, and I think for the next three years there's only one race. It was the Blackwater, and then it went to the Blackwater, and you know another race, and then three races, and then the next year it was the Hunter Milers, and that went for several years. But uh, yeah, Talon's I, I looking think, up I here. I think on the Blackwater phone. would be a good, you know, launch pad for this. Yep. I agree. Yeah, that'd be really good. Well, uh, guys, good luck with your podcast. Uh, Barry, thank you for inviting me. Yep, thank you for coming on. Yeah, we we really uh, greatly appreciate your time tonight, Carrie. And uh, um, I think your story is something that uh, that uh, a lot of people are going to really enjoy listening to. Well, I hope so. For, um, um, and now everybody's going to call me Carrie Joe, <laughs> <laughs> which which. The only people that call me Carrie Joe were the people I grew up with, <laughs> which includes Barry. <laughs> I thought she was yeah. going to say everybody's going to call me Karen now, but Karen the cow. Carrie the cow. Okay. Well, uh, Carrie, again, thank you again so much for your time. We really appreciate you being so gracious to come on the show tonight, and uh, uh, we look forward to, to to seeing you this year at the track. All right. We'll see you at the races. All right. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. That's a lot of history. I didn't, I didn't know half of that probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I said to her, yeah, there was a lot of, I knew a lot of that, but there was some stuff I didn't hear. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, that's why like, I thought it'd be good for her to come on and, Mm -hmm. you know, just talk and, you know, give some of the backstory of where she's at and, or how she's got to where she's at with the family and the sport. And yeah, there's. You know, they have their hands in. She she has to make a lot of all, all the important decisions run through her, whether right. it's, you know, the motocross or GNCC or ATV motocross, you know, Loretta Lynn's. Mm-hmm. That's a big Car- one. <laughs> yeah. She she has her hands, you know, she, she has her fingers on the pulse. And Yeah. Yeah. Like That's... I said it earlier, it, it's tough to be the person that has to that has to make all the decisions and, and be the be the the one that has to make the common sense decisions in the room all the time and and uh I, I will say this though like when it comes to those super big important decisions it isn't solely carrie mm-hmm, you know, right. they have you know the committee with tim cotter and rita and and davies in there and you know there's a lot of people roy you know there's a lot of people involved when it comes to that 
when it's life changing decisions for for the sports, you know, there's there's a lot of people involved. But right, you know, she she is the one that actually when they all agree on it, she's the one that signs off. Right. <laughs> right. Well, she mentioned how how much it talks about, uh, or how much she talked about how much it takes a team and being and surrounding your, yourself with a good team. And I, mm-hmm. it's clear that's that that's what she's done when it comes to everything, mm-hmm. GNCC motocross yep you know right. all of the companies that support that racer x racer tv um you know it, it, it's clear that there's a great team around around all of that absolutely yeah. yep so we're gonna switch gears now uh we're gonna get uh walker fowler on seven time atv gncc champion yep. you guys got a little bit in common when it comes to that when it comes to that so i'm excited to get walker on and, and don't forget we're giving this way this helmet after walker fowler yeah so if you guys make sure you stick around after um after walker after walker's interview we're going to be giving away this alpine star sm5 helmet and uh to to one of you live listeners there's a lot of people on right now we appreciate everybody in the comments um Jonathan, our producer, has been back there reading all the comments and commenting back to you guys. So we appreciate you guys uh, for, for being there and, uh, and uh, sticking with us in the show. So we're going to go to commercial break real quick, and we're going to call Walker, and uh, we're going to talk some ATV GNCC now. You've seen them at the track. Now online, magna1motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back. And uh, joining us now is seven-time ATV GNCC champion Walker Fowler. Walker, what's going on, buddy? 
that title would sound a lot cooler if it was eight. Oh, oh. man. I wasn't going <laughs> to. One more point. One more point. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are we tonight? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, excited to talk to you. Uh, um, I mean, we weren't going to go right there from the beginning. Right. At least he took it there. But <laughs> <laughs> just, just go for the guts. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, hey. I mean, it kind of works with this show seven time because we got Barry Hawkins studio and you both have seven right now. So that's, uh, I mean, 14 combined on the air right now. That's, that's, that's gotta that's be a podcast impressive. record, right? <laughs> gotta yeah, be a yeah. podcast record. <laughs> so I was, I was just going to say, like, I guess it's destined and I'm just going to be stuck being tied with, you know, one of the greatest writers of all time. So I'll take that. <laughs> hey, Walker, this, this is easy. You can fix this really easy is switch to the bikes and win a championship or two. Ooh. Get get two yeah. championships and you got it. Uh-huh. How old were you when you switched? Uh, well, when I switched full time, to bike only, I was 28. 28. Wow. I'm missing, I'm missing the boat. What, about two years? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's never too late to start. <laughs> yeah. well, well, hey. I already I started once. Yeah. I just had, I'd have to go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, when's, when's the last time you rode a dirt bike, Walker? It has been three or four years. Wow. That surprises me. Yeah. 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 You know, a little little known fact is Walker and I were teammates. Oh, really? really? Yeah, we were yeah, teammates yeah. at Ampro Yamaha. What year was that, Walker? That would have been 08. 2008, we were teammates whenever he was, wasn't sure if he was racing quads or bikes. Wow. We were teammates. That's yeah, crazy. That was, that was the deciding year. Barry did my photo shoot, and he doesn't remember doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that made me feel really good. <laughs> I have the picture somewhere. It's really funny because it's like this guy that is, you know, slender and like a good rider. I was kind of stocky and not good. <laughs> yeah, but you say not good. What didn't you get like a fourteenth overall on the no, bike? No, uh, nineteen. Two nineteens were my best. Yeah, but still nineteenth overall. From uh, four or four stroke A lights. Yeah, I got beat, uh, Chase Bishop and. Oh, I can't remember who the other rider was that beat me. It was uh, it was Iron Man and uh, Powerline Park were my two nineteens, and I was like, I was so, you know, I was within a corner of, of winning a race and you know, being eighteenth, and I was just like, oh my god, I cannot, I can't win for trying. <laughs> and that was and that was missing the the entire season on the motorcycle except Florida. Uh, I got injured round two on. Um, on the ATV, I ran my ankle over. Uh, that was the first year for the Raptor 250, and that was kind of like um, it was a GT Thunder deal. Not we can go down this whole thing anyway. Very limited <laughs> products had been developed for it, and Nerf bars were and heel guards were not one of them. So I had a Nerf bar, but I had the stock heel guard. My leg ended up going underneath the tire, and it was just this big ordeal. So yeah, I I basically missed the entire season on the motorcycle but i could still tape my you know tape my ankle up and and ride the four-wheeler as long as i didn't do nothing stupid so i, I still got that championship but i uh pretty much missed the year on the motorcycle and that's how i decided i'd be a quad guy <laughs> <laughs> so so ni- 19th was your best overall on the on the bike yeah yeah i wonder uh-huh. has there ever been a bike guy come over and finish in the top 20 on the atv besides uh, barry besides barry 
Caleb Russell says he can. That's, well, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I've, heard, I've heard that rumor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah, he, I think it's going to be, that, that would be a lot tougher than what he thinks. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some fast dudes. <laughs> yeah. Fast dudes. There's something. It, it, to, go ahead, Walker. I was going to say, it's just not ever doing it. You know, he's saying that and not having any background. You know, I've dabbled on a motorcycle. I already know I'm not a top 20 guy. I mean, if I dedicated every inch of my soul into it, maybe. But that's a big maybe. Um, But it would just be really hard to go from ground zero to doing it in a short amount of time. And I know Caleb, his attention span is not long enough for (laughs) (laughs) dedicated stuff. And he's yeah. got nothing to prove anyway, other than right. he, you know, talking crap to us. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I think I've I've had an argument, a friendly argument with Caleb a few years ago at the bank. Well, we might have had a few drinks. And we, were, we weren't. Neither of us were mad, but we had an argument about this. And you know, I think it's it's not that he doesn't give the ATV side. He gives them credit, but I think he thinks it would be easier. He definitely thinks it would be easier than it really would be. Right. So, and and Talon asked me last night about, we had this conversation and he said, do you think Caleb, you know, would he get top 20? And I said, man, I I really don't think he could. Like coming off the couch and just, not that he's on the couch, but not really much background. Could he do it? I don't think so. And one of our uh one of our friends chase allison who's been here before mm-hmm. he had some pretty good finishes at the end of the year he had a bunch of mechanicals but at the end of the year he did pretty good and i think he may have got 16th or 18th overall it i don't know if it was our man or uh or buckwheat and knowing chase and then knowing caleb's lack of riding on an atv right. there's no way that Caleb could beat Chase Allison. Right. <laughs> so and I'm just using that as where they're at. So, yeah. you know, but, yeah. and I don't, I don't mean that in any way that Caleb can't do it or, or, right. you know, not that I don't respect him at all. It's just, it's, it would be tougher. Yeah. It would take a lot of dedication. It would take yeah. a lot of You'd dedication. Be, su- be surprised how fast those guys are. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, one one rider I always wanted to see do it just because growing up together, um, he would ride my quads and he was very impressive on it. Uh, Corey Buttrick. And I don't know if anyone's ever heard that or not, but I did not uh, hear that about Corey. He, he would ride my stuff and would go as fast, if not faster on a motocross track, especially and just same thing, whipping it and style for days. And it was the whole leaning thing. He was like, Oh, I get this. And I was like, man, you don't need to show your dad that you're doing this. <laughs> he's like, I think I could do this. And I'm like, I think you could too, but I think we should stop because that was, he was like in 250A, I think. Right. That's fine. That would have been like 06, 07, probably 07. Like when I was, I had my first 450 then. I was still racing, you know, in the youth classes, so I had to ride a, a smaller board bike, but. Um, I had a 450 to ride, and he was really good on it. So yeah. I always wanted to see what would happen there, and I never got the chance. How about Walker? How many top bike guys have you seen ride an ATV like yours, or or a top level ATV? How <laughs> many bike guys have you personally watched or seen? Uh, Chris Buck, and that was awesome. Was he good? <laughs> he actually did pretty darn good, but. 
you know, he's what, six nine. Right? <laughs> and his you know, he's like that one NFL player, I forget what they call him the neck or whatever, but like he there's so much distance between his shoulders and his chin. <laughs> like it just and on a four wheeler it looks so ridiculous. So. But, but he did actually do really good. He rode Johnny's uh machine because he had a twist rattle on it. Oh I got okay. Yeah. I know. I, I told Talon earlier, I said that, you know, I've seen doing what I'm doing now, I've had seen quite a few guys uh, switch. The bike guys get on ATVs and, and the ATV guys get on bikes. And in general, the ATV guys, when they get on the bikes, they go pretty good yeah. because they've ridden bikes or, you know, they've spent a lot of time yeah. on them. But mm. when you switch it around and you put the bike guy on the ATV, I've nope. seen a, <laughs> I've seen a few guys like I've seen Ryan Sipes was really really good on the ATV, mm-hmm. but I've also seen the opposite side of that. I've seen Randy Hawkins and Craig DeLong on an ATV, and you want to talk about a fish out of water? I honestly was shocked at how scared or horrible. I don't know what the proper word, but yeah. I was like with the. I, it happened with Craig a few years ago, and like he stopped after a few minutes. I'm like, Craig, what's wrong? And he's like, I think it's going to roll over. And I, I, thought, I honestly thought he was joking with me, and he, but he wasn't. He was like, and it was fish. like genuine fear. Yeah, it was genuine fear. He was literally. I said, Craig, Bryson and Eli Kiger, like they're jumping off of this bank and pitching it sideways. You're scared to go down it because it's going to roll over. It's not. And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but he wasn't messing know, with man. me. But, but I, I have seen some guys that really shock me, bike guys. But it's because they don't have any experience. If right. you give them some yep. time, they're yeah. going to go pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I'm really shocked that I had never seen Randy do it. He always made sure he was busy doing something when I was hanging around with him. You know, like, hey, Randy, no, no, can't do it. I got to go to Titan Industries today, and I was real busy. Well, I probably, yeah, it's probably from the uh, the background from him riding my 250R back in the day. Yeah, okay. he, he went, I don't know, five minutes. He And I think it wasn't even in the woods. It was just through the field and back yeah. a few times. And he was like, yeah, I, I never want to get on one again. <laughs> Crazy. I, that that kind of surprised me because he's a really good, you know, all-around athlete. Right, right. Yeah, I know. So that's interesting yeah yeah very well, anyway <laughs> yeah so what are you guys into tonight well <laughs> 100th episode so yeah cool congratulations thank, thank you, uh, thank yeah, you sir. i forgot that that was even what was i got invited to do it so that's i'm very honored <laughs> i do appreciate that you got a heck of a uh, you know cast of uh, folks in there in the studio so good work there and yeah thanks yeah. for having me on the show yeah, yeah. absolutely we, we were sitting there thinking like who should we invite on for our 100th episode and like i couldn't think of anybody better than the guy that didn't like us at first <laughs> <laughs> hey win some you lose some I, <laughs> I, I still remember i still remember brandon uh brandon telling me wait he doesn't like us because we didn't because we didn't pick him to win that one race. <laughs> it's like, wait, he listens to the show. Only our moms listen to the show at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just using us for tackling fuel. Yeah, exactly. Tackling fuel. <laughs> oh, geez. So Walker, tell us, tell us, what is it like, you know, in your newfound vet A FTR position? Yeah, what is up with that? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I guess I can elaborate more because Caleb's not, and Caleb and Thad aren't going to be just getting jabs in on me every three seconds but then barry probably is so here we go uh so i mean overall i don't usually do that one and i made the joke someone else said oh that that southern roots or whatever they just had a race this past weekend 
I got tagged in to go there, and my response to it was, like, I hope they have a great turnout. I hope all the guys that are up north go. But, like, basically, once I'm south of Orlando, I don't leave. (laughs) Especially with $5 diesel fuel. I mean, usually it's just been I don't really local race. I just like to do my thing and stay low. It's That's kind of changed this year a little bit. I don't know. Like, I am trying to have more fun, and I I do kind of like going to some of these local races and what have you. So I wasn't going to go. Everyone else was going in, um, my girlfriend's family, and I was like, okay, maybe I should go. And I was I was like, all right, if I get my camper back, I've, I have this camper I bought in uh, literally the week before Snowshoe, and I have had so much trouble with it, and I've, and I've never used it. So I was like, all right, if I get my camper back and I can go up Friday because it's three and a half hours away and I can stay so I don't have to wake up at 8 o'clock and do the practice and all this stuff, I was like, I will go. Well, I never got the camper back, and uh, uh, Gabriel Nod, uh, Canadian national champion, mm-hmm. number one, he's uh, he was down here for two weeks uh, riding and training with me, and he's like, he kept asking me, oh, the whole time he was here, are we going? I was like, I maybe, and then it was no, and then it was like, well, if you go, I'll go, and finally, I said, do you want to go? And he said, I would really like to go, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going. And that was like the night before, <laughs> so... <laughs> I didn't have my race bike ready. I hadn't been riding it, and I uh, didn't want to switch tire balls over and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what the heck with it? I'm going to take my – it's a stock motor. It doesn't have the tire balls. It doesn't have the right shocks on it. It didn't have, it didn't have most of the right stuff. And I was like, I'm already you know, setting myself up for failure. I'm not going to get a good start. It's only 12-volt. Hunter's already talking crap on the internet. He's going to take it real serious, <laughs> and Glot is obviously going to follow his lead. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather just go and have fun. So I, I told – uh, Elisa, my girlfriend, I was like, uh, I think I'm going to ride Vet A or, you know, the 30 plus class. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds fun. You know, no stress. I'll start in the back. I can, you know, work on passing some guys early in the race. No one's really going to pull over because I don't really understand. You know, not that they don't understand, but why would you do that? When we lap guys, they pull over because it makes sense. Not in the first five minutes. So that was kind of my strategy. I didn't tell anyone. Because, oh, that was the other thing. Like, the number plates on that bike were wrong. For FTR, you have to have double A on them. I didn't. And you don't have to have any number, just a, a red background, white number for the vet class. And I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> I signed up for it, didn't tell anyone. Everyone's like, I'm, I've actually missed the starts at these races. They're perfectly on time every weekend. They do a good <laughs> job. You know that I'm late to everything. <laughs> <laughs> So if Barry knows that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone's like panicked, like Walker, you like you're gonna miss the start of the race. Like it's happening in five minutes. So I'm like, I'm good. Because well, I was on row five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, I rode up there and everyone's like, Oh, you're starting in the back. I'm like, No, I'm actually in this class and they're like, Oh, crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was just, I went there for just to, to get some blisters, get the old butt calluses back. That was kind of my joke. Cause yeah. like, I don't know what it is. The gripper seats just ripped the sides of your butt up. So mm-hmm. I hadn't been riding much at that point. So yeah, I went and had fun. Um, there was a bunch of other things that went on during the race that actually was a good thing. I was in the back to kind of help with. So, uh, we had a rider go down and was able to help kind of assist with that. So yeah, just overall ended up being. A, a decent day and basically i either had to not finish or i had to win to not mess the points up 
And like, I actually wasn't winning up until like the last mile on the last lap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I guess I'll just go for it. So yeah, I won. And I didn't even get my trophy. I was so mad they closed it up. <laughs> You're late, gonna, late to get your trophy too. <laughs> I think I can get it this next. This next, I was late. Yeah. So so and wait. So they must have closed at like six thirty, and I showed up at seven, and they were closed. So yeah, you I'm was late. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, I want to put it right on my mantle. My first must win. So so you won vet A, but what did you get overall? Oh, like 26th. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's funny. Well, how, how long were you stopped with that down rider for? Uh, Like 10 minutes, 12 oh, minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Overall. Okay. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No. Gabe actually commented and said that you guys uh, really helped that girl. Um, yeah, so, and that was the super cool part. Like, he was, he was second off the start. He was really trying to take it serious. He's actually... He had fallen back a little bit. Um, he had made a mistake and kind of got tangled up in, in the brush. The uh, thick, thick Florida sand and everything got to him, I guess. And uh, <laughs> he had fallen back off the lead group a little bit. And he was the first rider there, and he stopped, um, which was super cool of him mm -hmm. to, you know, he he's 2,500 miles away from home, and he sacrificed his race to stop for this rider. Yeah. I just happened to be the second rider. Okay. So, uh, you know, that was super cool of him. And then um, Elise's brother is a uh, uh, fireman. And uh, which they're all trained to do EMS as well down here. He was like one of the next people there, so that was really nice. Uh, that that we, you know, I basically was just blocking traffic to, to avoid. You know, we we parked our four wheelers in, in in front of this rider, and and Chuck was kind of helping try to get a grasp on the situation. And then luckily the paramedics can show up and you know handle it from there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah, good, good guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. it's very Gabby's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to know what the guy signing Walker in is like plus 38. Like what? Like, isn't this guy like a seven time national champion? <laughs> yeah. The best part was he signed me in and, and literally wrote it down and didn't say anything. And, and he's like, oh, I, there's a good turnout here today. You're going to have a lot of fun in that pro class. And I said, you just wrote 30 plus. And he looked down and he's like, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> that part was hilarious. He's yeah. like, why? And I, you know, had to do the whole story. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking about the guy like you know me like sitting there getting pumped, getting jacked on the line, yeah. and then How this, and then this this late arrival this, just kind of pulls up beside me. I'm like, wait, wait a second, this <laughs> damn Mike yeah, Brown, yeah, <laughs> Mike Brown, yeah, like, yeah, Mike Brown, like he already caught enough crap, and here I am, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first question or the first remark was, I think you're in the wrong row, and I said I, I'm actually not. And the second one was, oh crap, you are thirty. <laughs> Like, someone remembered, like, oh, no, he is 30. <laughs> was this the first time, or have you? did you hear any sandbagger remarks? If so, it could have been the first time ever of hearing those <laughs> remarks. Yes and no. Technically, my second year in XC2, I caught a lot of crap for it, too. Uh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Wait, hey, was that the same thing. I'm like, I didn't even win. I just happened to get seventh overall, but the guy that won was – fifth overall or whatever you know brian wolf then yeah right. yeah and it's like yeah what the heck what do you want from me like, <laughs> was walker that second year and was that the year you won every round what year was that yeah so then my second year was the perfect xc2 season yeah yeah which yeah, didn't help you know the cause <laughs> yeah yeah i really everyone's like really and i'm like i mean i have to at this point like, but, walker i think i need a little bit of credit for that for that when you got it um 
the race that got canceled for the bikes. It was in Indiana. Do you remember the wire getting getting stuck in your sprocket? Yes. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to talk about when luck's on your side? He was having a perfect year. I was working, setting up the track. I'm driving from one spot to another. I see, hear somebody coming. It's Walker. Just as he crosses out of the woods into the field, his quad just bleh. And I'm like, what is going on? I run up and he's like, I got wire wrapped around her. If I wasn't there, he would have lost minutes. <laughs> Pure yeah. luck. I happen to stop. I have wire cutters on my quad. He probably <laughs> lost, I don't know, Walker, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever. I, I didn't lose a whole lot of time at all. I was yeah. But if I wasn't there, <laughs> there he would have, yeah, he that would have been. Yeah. It would have ruined a perfect yeah, season. Yes, it would have. Oh, they didn't. They didn't call it the limestone 100 because obviously that was at that other track. What was that place called? Yeah, it was. It, it was. The, I think that was a one and done. It was. We raced there on the ATVs, and then it poured down rain. I think at the end of the, at the end of the race for you guys, it was pouring down rain. It was horrible. It was <laughs> nasty for the UTVs, and then we canceled it for Sunday. It was so bad. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was bad. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah hey thanks for that Barry. <laughs> yeah, yeah no problem glad i could help yeah that, yeah, that would have been talent what year was that that would have been 11 so 2011 yeah, 12 years ago. it was oh, 12 years ago indy 100 gosport the indy 100. Indiana. The indy there we go gosport <laughs> yeah that was the weekend i had my graduation party at the race Oh, oh okay. graduation! Graduation party at the race. I love it. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wait, did, was that before homeschooling? Yeah. Were you? I never homeschooled. Yeah. Nope. There we go. I love that. Public school. Yeah. Yep. Graduated second in my class. Wow! Bro, really? That's wow. Impressive. Man, small small yep. class, I'm, huh? <laughs> All five of them. I, gradu- I graduated with 76 kids. Yeah. That sounds about like us, Brandon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. About the yeah. same size yeah. as our class. Yeah. Yeah, I was not second. I, I never knew either. that about Walker. That That's actually really, mm-hmm. you know, all jokes aside, that's for that's, real. That's, that's, that's extremely impressive. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I had a 396 GPA, and the only reason I got a B in anything was I took, like, a fourth year of French, and you have to, like, actually talk it. And uh, I can't, you can ask uh, Gabriel Nod. I can't speak a lick of French. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting ready to say, can we have Gabriel come on an interview? Because Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, we're, we're trying. I know that a jet ski is called a, a moto marine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Je m'appelle Walker, you know, I'm that far. So, uh, uh, well, what else? Yeah. I almost said poor favor. That's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why I got to be, you know? Yeah, I think I have a I, – I did some um, some sort of advanced physics class and some other – I have like five or six college credits. Really? So, wow. I don't wow. even know how they like keep track of that. Yeah. I feel like at this point I'd have to start over. But, yeah, I, when I graduated, I, I had some – offers for like academic scholarships and stuff and i was like i race four wheelers <laughs> so such a yeah, better such a better like a really good decision when you're yeah. part right yeah so then um my college fund that's always the next joke my stacker trailer uh was half of my college fund my mom was super impressed with that purchase. <laughs> and uh my dad and I went halvesies on, I forget, at the time it was a fairly new 75-horse uh, uh, full-enclosed cab, uh, New Holland four-wheel drive tractor. It was great because I had a little motocross, and I'm like, I'll be able to maintain it. 
Um, I think I put about four hours on it, and my dad finally bought it from me the rest of my half <laughs> this last year. <laughs> so yeah, wait, you college, put... college went really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got you seven national championships. So I guess you can't be too yeah, upset. Yeah. You know? I just meant they, you know, they put all that money away for all those years, and it went real far. <laughs> <laughs> it traveled really well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the yeah. same? Is that the same trailer you still run? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, that yeah. part totally I worth it. Got my money's worth out of that. Yeah, yeah. that I can't, I can't yeah. lasted longer than a college education would. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I think my college education gets me like an extra 50 cents an hour at my job, Brandon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at this rate, how long will it take me to pay that off? <laughs> oh, shoot. So well, how's, the, how's the off-season going? Uh, we were just talking to Barry a little bit ago about how you're never quite prepared for how short it really is until you're almost through with it. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're like – three or four weeks away or some crap yeah something yeah. like that 30 days maybe something like that that sound right sounds about right yeah that's what i'm thinking <laughs> around in there uh, well, i guess i better start training <laughs> <laughs> better lay off the uh is your chick you chick-fil-a guy no? i am yeah i like yeah. chick-fil-a that's so does hunter hart though so yeah you figure if he can look like that and eat chick-fil-a <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well he's got a long way from from the ground to the top of his head to to, yeah. to store that food yeah he can he can st- stash those nuggets other places you know my towering <laughs> five seven and a half stash they, <laughs> they go straight to the gut <laughs> my girlfriend just said no they go to your butt <laughs> hey, that, that's just from the squats that's hey. the squats right hey. no well yeah i do squats for a living yeah You're right yeah, yeah. I mean, the butt thing might not be too bad, you know. Get get the equal weight weight on each side of the quad a little bit and help your yeah. little, help your handling. Counterweight, yeah, counterweight. I, yeah. I can turn right like a son of a gun, or no, I can turn left really good. I can't turn right to save my life. I don't know what it is. I mean, I feel like you could probably turn right a little bit better than to save your life. I would say there's a lot of guys that would say you can turn right pretty well. As long as it's not in pit row on on big rocks, right? Because that was the right turn, right? Was that at high point? That right? At high point. That oh, was a right-hand turn. I think I was a right-hand turn, yeah. Okay. Oh, that was a right-hander, yeah. I, I told you I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You did it too well there. So what's really funny about that is Mount Mark doesn't like to throw anything away. So he rebuilt I, – I broke the – well, not that I broke the handlebars. I had a, a malfunction, and they did finish the race. And I'm, I probably would have broken the handlebars had they been a standard handlebar. So shout-out Flex Bars, fast <laughs> company. Guys are awesome. And they're fully rebuildable, so we rebuilt them. And uh, they're on the bike that I've been riding, and the scuff marks on my handguard mount is like hilarious. Like, there's this huge chunk missing out of it from where I don't even know how I got so much speed in like a, such a short distance. But those uh, those gravel roads that I decided to cartwheel on, you know, really, yeah. it's a daily reminder of how bad I'd turn right. <laughs> well, well, Mar- Mark uh, wanted to put in the comments that uh, your your left arm is a little bit shorter than your right arm. So it is too. We have one heck of a time setting up the front end. So <laughs> really, like he's like, hold the handlebar straight, and I hold him straight, and we, you know, <laughs> the tie rods and everything. And I go, and I'm like, I think that's good. What do you try to get on there? And he's like, not even close. And then you look at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's like there's like a two inch difference there. So maybe I, I don't really know what's wrong with that, especially uh, now I got a short finger on one side. Oh geez. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, oh yeah, wait, time out. The short finger thing. What you cut the tip of your finger off on a yeah the my skid steer right, bucket. Yeah, yeah, working on a track a couple of years, or my motocross track a couple of years ago, which apparently I just should stay away from motocross. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the mower didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, my uh, right ring finger is um, i'm missing uh basically the last joint but there's just enough of it where i have like this really ugly little cuticle thing where i'm looking at it mm. it's really awful mm. but, sounds good yeah wow. so i got hooked up with behringer brakes because i break with one finger now and you know, <laughs> that's that's a great sponsorship too i love those guys so they're it's been that worked out really good for hey them. yeah it worked out <laughs> yeah <laughs> stopping on a dime get, get sponsor plugs in while we're at it <laughs> yeah, exactly there we go i like how they're just casually you know throwing sprinkled that in, yeah, yes. casually sprinkled in that's the way so yeah. um this year, you leaded to at the beginning of the interview when you came on. It's a little bit of a different off season for you this year. Does that change anything on how you're working this this off season? Is there more motivation? Like, what's it like going through the uh, going through the motions this year versus the past seven years? It, it's a lot different. Um, I think I'm a lot more relaxed, I guess. Uh, I'm still taking everything very serious. Obviously, as you get older, you have to do twice as much for half the results. So the last couple of seasons, I've, I've really noticed that. And I'm, uh, I'm doing I'm doing what I can. Um, I've never been a guy that like, I'm not just going to sit in a gym for 12 hours and kill myself every day. The second I'm not having fun, I go backwards. So I know my limit. I know what I have to do. And it's not to say that this year is is the year but there will come a time in the future where like i'm no longer willing to put in the effort because it just won't be fun um currently i'm doing a lot of things different um i've stuck to my my plan my you know this this one championships this is what i do this is how i train and it worked um it doesn't work anymore so I'm doing a lot of different things. I am taking a lot of advice from uh, some previous champions and some guys who had a lot of success and and what they did later on in their career. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I said, I've uh, I, I am changing up a lot of things. Not not at all on the machine. The machine will be basically identical as it's been. It's, the bike is so bulletproof. I, I don't want to change that. I just have to make myself different and, and change. Obviously, I think I've been the weak link the last year or two. So, yeah, just and I and I gotta have fun. Yeah, that's the reason we all started in this. And uh, yeah, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but if you're not having fun, you're not gonna have any kinds of, re- of results. And it really, it's gonna sound crazy, but I sleep better. Like I know that's mm. insane, to think, but like I think there was so much pressure and stress and anxiety of you know how long can year after year after year, and it really does start to get to you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, and whether, and who knows what it is, but like, I, I feel better. Like I hated it and I like resented the whole situation for a couple of weeks. And then it was like, why, you know, and, and, you know, maybe resenting some of the competition and just, just, you know, being the bitter about nothing, just being a bitter old grout. I turned <laughs> and didn't want that to happen and all this stuff. Since 
probably before Thanksgiving. I think I had to like sit down with myself for right about Thanksgiving and be like, you know what, this why have this mindset? It's not achieving anything. You're making everyone around you miserable. It happened, and now you have new goals, you know, and new stuff. So kind of just sit down, think about that, and and start enjoying life again in a totally different aspect. And like I said, like the, I would say the biggest thing for me is I sleep better, and I I had a lot of problems with that in the past. So wow that's that's healthy i mean not sleeping well is very unhealthy so i'm enjoying that and training totally different and it's that part's really cool and i am actually traveling a lot more now which is weird and i wake up early which i hate and i go to bed early (laughs) (laughs) you know it's get old things kind of weird and kind of cool too and i'm i'm working on some projects uh post racing whenever that should happen i'm kind of trying to set some stuff up just you know in my head and i've wrote a couple things down uh some some different things i want to do or start on so yeah just just the same thing stuff that when I, when you're 100 percent devoted to racing and and you wake up and, and you live it breathe it whatever now that i've had some time to think about it and I know that I'm not going to do it forever. I have some different goals and some different stuff. And I'm, I am excited about that. Yeah. Walker, I can relate with a lot, what you're saying with the, um, you know, the, the different goals and you're a little bit older and you're approaching it differently. My biggest thing is what I speaking from experience is you are in shape. And whenever I look back, I was in shape when I was doing it, but by far, Whenever you win the championship after championship, it is mentally so tough. And it's Walker and I would understand this and Caleb Russell and Chris Borch and Bill Balance, the guys that have won back to back to back. It is so tough mentally. <clears throat> you would think it would be, well, you're winning. You're winning races and yeah. championships. What do you mean it's tough? Mm-hmm. It is so tough to stay motivated year after year. There can be new challengers. There's different things that come along, but to stay motivated and to be on top is really, really tough. And something I was thinking about, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you Walker and in this, I guess is maybe a two part thing. You keep going back to having fun. And that's where I was at. As I got later in my career, I knew when I was having fun, things were easier and I had better results. My one question to you at right now is at buckwheat. Was you having fun at buckwheat? Not a bit. I could tell. Yeah, That's what I expected you to say. And the reason I asked that is I watched because it was coming down to the last couple races in some ATV races. I get to watch a little bit here and there. Some I get to watch a lot, but that one I made a point to, I really wanted to watch it because it was, you know, it was a critical race. Mm-hmm. It was coming down to the end and watching you in a couple different spots and Bryson. And I, I don't know what lap it was, but in the big giant field section, I could look across and I wasn't far from Mark. Well, there was a bunch of people down there watching the field and Hunter Hart passed you in the field. And I thought, man, Walker doesn't look like himself. And the next lap is where you and Bryson got together and Bryson made the pass. And I told Mark, Mark was writing something on a pit board. And I'm like, tell Walker, like I'm looking at you and you were focusing ahead. You were riding defensive. And I've never seen you, of all the years watching you ride, I've never seen Walker ride defensive. And he was riding defensive that day. And it wasn't just Bryson. It was with Hunter. You know, it was previous to that. 
And all this makes sense now. He wasn't having fun that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So instead of focusing ahead, he was riding defensive, kind of trying to hold the guys off, take their lines. And <laughs> I, I was I was desperate. That's what that <laughs> Go ha, try having fun went out the window early. And I was like, you just got to be a roadblock. That place is pretty hard to pass. And I even said that in my interview. I was like, that's and everyone was like, oh, it was such a good race. How could you have not had fun? There were five, six, seven, eight guys all together all day. And I'm like, yeah. Bryson and I have beaten these guys by two, three, four minutes most races this year. There was a reason for that. I literally was holding everybody up, and I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I'm I'm putting – it feels like I'm putting in so much effort. And I mean, I was pumped up, and I was breathing hard. And, you know, whether it was I let the day get to me, and, I mean, that track's kind of different. And I actually had a lot of fun there two years ago, and that's I was really excited about that race. I really thought the last two kind of favored me. And, um, I don't know, I got on the track and I didn't, I never once had that, like for me to get second and hold him, hold Bryson off until the last mile or two. I don't even know how I achieved that. Like I made the quad awful wide, but (laughs) it should have, that race should have been over at the, at the hour mark. Yeah. And what's crazy is, is I saw it, I saw it happening and Mm -hmm. I even put it to Mark and Mark, you know, I think he put on a pit board focus ahead, or I don't remember at that point, but I made the remark to mark like what's wrong with walker and he's like what do you mean i'm like why is he riding defensive like he's not focusing ahead and like it was just interesting to me but now it all makes sense he wasn't having fun yeah. so no i i just was struggling and yep. it when you're struggling you, you know how that goes yep. it's mm-hmm. just tough mm-hmm. you think everything's excuse me everything is wrong um i didn't do anything different i went to iron man pressure's basically off i rode awesome i had a blast um you know, whether same thing, whether that's like, I don't have a choice. I have to go out and win or, uh, you know, kind of knowing that basically Bryson would have to break down to, to win. Um, I don't know. I, I rode, I rode like I should have, and I really enjoyed it. Even, you know, that being the, the last time for the foreseeable future, having the number one plate, whatever it was, I was happy. I was happy to have at least that ride because CJ went so poorly <laughs> and, and, and not that you know second place isn't bad but it's knowing how how i felt about it it went so poorly that i'm glad i had a little bit of self-redemption yeah i mean we, it's a it's an old saying that you know it, for list, at least listening to you sounds very true that 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 number one plate is heavy and as you add those championships on top of that number one plate, I'm assuming it just gets heavier and heavier. And you're kind of alluding to that with the with the being able to sleep better and talking about that race in particular. I'm sure it does feel like you have a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. I just, like I said, I kind of feel like a new new me, and um, and I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the number one plate's awful heavy. Uh, trying, I remember years and years ago like trying to win it or like you know coming through the a ranks and the xc2 ranks and you know breaking the top five overall and like you're always like you know will i ever win one of these then you get your first podium even third place and all the crowds into it and you're like i can get into this like this is freaking awesome <laughs> and i mean most wins and most podiums still feel that way but like it gets it's just a daunting task because everyone expects you to be the best mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, down to, you know, your friends, your families, your sponsors, your 
the kids looking up to you, you know, every weekend, you know, after you lose once or twice, they go, you know, hey, are you okay? Like a seven-year-old's like, Walker, what's wrong? Why aren't you winning anymore? <laughs> That's really hard. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, you could do it. And I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it carries a lot of weight. The second championship, um, the, winning the first one was really hard. I think personally winning the second one was almost harder because i think a lot of people doubted me at the time i was one of the younger champions um you know i went it winning at 22 years old like that's not you that's not normal um so you know people wondered if i basically had the mental capacity to actually stay focused and do that all those years and obviously we did and and time goes on and uh you know here we are but uh yeah, it's, it's, I'm curious to see what your new champion. I don't think he'll have any issues, but it is different. It absolutely. He Walker. He you are spot on. It is different. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. I would say years three through five were so easy. Like one, one was super hard. Two was the hardest. Other than you know this last one. Um. Three through five, I mean, it, it went so fast, and when you're when you're having fun and, and you're winning, time went so fast. And I mean, you know, the the money was good. Um, everything, I, I couldn't do anything wrong. Those championships, and then six, obviously six and seven started having a, a challenge. That's you know, Bryson was riding really good, and some of the young guys are riding really good. And it started to get a little harder and a little harder. And then you start questioning yourself, like how long do I want to do this? And then some compounding injuries and life in general. I know there's a lot of stuff that people have no idea about. And I I think that's true with everyone. Um, You know, whether it's uh, important members of your family passing away, or like I said, the injuries or, you know, certain things, whatever, some mental health things, um, uh, just life you know yeah. it's yep. it's funny everyone thinks you know you have a great life and you're a professional athlete and all this stuff but there's so much other stuff that is still happening that it gets hard so mm-hmm. to put a bunch of that stuff kind of behind me too I'm, I'm excited and i'm still working through a lot of stuff but i'm glad that uh you know one of the biggest stresses in my life is kind of over for sure so i can focus on a lot of other things yeah it sounds like Sounds like a breath of fresh air, yeah. really, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's exciting. I mean, I, I on the one hand, you know, it, it, you hate to see that that you know consecutive mm-hmm. champion. I'm using the word consecutive, like really um, seriously, because you know Walker's a contender anytime he lines up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean that's right. just an obvious fact. Um, but the consecutive championships are over, so I'm excited to really see 2023 and how how you go about it this year. And it sounds like, you know, from hearing you that that it's going to be more fun and and like kind of like that that chase back because people have always said it's it's more fun to be the chaser than it is to be the one chasing. And for you know the majority of the last decade, you've been the one being chased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, since uh, Gabriel Nod's been down here, he has a number one on his bike, and and when we were kind of starting our motos, we would do you know lap on lap off. It was only a little three minute track, so we were switching a lot. And riding behind a number one plate was really weird. And I didn't have <laughs> one on my bike. I had already taken it off, so you know that 
was you know kind of in my brain i'm like obviously it's not you know him but you know just getting used to that right. and kind of knowing how that felt and i'm just like you know what i i don't like this i don't know if i can change it but i don't like it mm-hmm. so yeah. I, if you don't like something you better be able to change it right what, what... <laughs> and uh i'm definitely ready to start chasing i'm having a lot of fun for sure and and it's a different feel and i feel like i got a little you know i got something kind of to look forward to something new and fresh again it's been so long since i've you know been chasing for sure and mm-hmm. i don't like i don't have to be defensive i can maybe take some risks as you know what the heck if i break down doing something stupid i'm no further ahead than than you know i've, I've ridden so conservative for so long because i think me trying to finish all the races was a huge part of me winning my championships i was winning a lot of races but not having any failures and maybe taking a second or third knowing i would live to fight another day was getting me further in my championships than trying to prove a point Mm -hmm. i can start proving points again (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't matter (laughs) so speak speaking of the whole number thing are we running two are we going back to like a weird number or what number are we running this year (laughs) I can't believe you called it a weird number. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is your AMA I mean, number? I've, I've been seeing number my one amateur, for years. Yeah, so my amateur number is uh, seven twenty three. Okay, okay. And uh, hey, there's a two there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we've already thought about trying to incorporate it. Uh huh. And by we, I mean everyone else but me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that wants to run seven twenty three. Uh, everyone else said that's not an option. Uh, I did reserve it, and it has my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I- I'm here for it. B- yeah. Barry, I had to do uh, uh, a couple packs of Marlboros <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some other exchanging with Todd. <laughs> oh, that's Todd Mascala's number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you better buy him more than a couple packs of cigarettes. <laughs> He needs a couple cases. Yeah, and a couple case, a couple. Yeah, what do they even call those things? Like when you get them in the big, like uh, I don't like I, variety pack. Car- I don't cartons, know. Like, cartons, cartons. Yeah, cartons. cartons. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. a smoker. I swear. <laughs> Neither am I. But, so yeah. The so only, so did he gave it like, up to you? Yeah. There's probably there's only a couple people that Todd would give that number up for. It'd be Walker and uh, Jeff Pickens. Oh. Other than yeah. that, that's the only people that was going to. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's probably some other stuff on the exchange list. Is is you know parts come available when the season <laughs> takes on. But <laughs> we'll 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 worry about that. He he said, um, you know, this year, take it, do your thing, basically go earn the number one again. That way, I can have it back. Because <laughs> if you don't, then it's going to have to be a serious conversation. <laughs> so so, how upset would he be if you don't run that number? Because you you said it's, you're the only his. one that want to run it. Well, he probably could go back to it. To it, okay, yes. yeah. It's okay. we already have it inked up. Where if I don't run it, it's Todd's. Okay, yeah. okay, I gotcha. But yeah. on the other hand, Todd could probably run his earn number, which I think he is. But he's gonna keep seven twenty three on his machine. His helmet will just have the different. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. gotcha. So it still will be out there. It just right. won't be official. But yeah. if I end up not running it, it's his. Gotcha, gotcha. That's I'm like. He- I'm here for this. Yeah, I'm here for the uh, 723 all day. I think that, I mean, it fits perfectly with the two in the middle. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't like that aspect. Yeah, I understand. It's just, it's my, you know, it's my number. It's I, I've had it. Uh, I went through and figured out the first time I ever had it, and I think there's a picture of it somewhere. So I'll have to try to dig that up. But it seems like that's what you ran on the bike when we were teammates. Yeah, I think it it started in either '05 or '06. And then obviously that when Barry did the sick photo shoot and everything, he had my jersey on. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so I think you're making this up, Walker. This I don't recall that. Thing is... It's not. I will find it. It's on a. It's on a CD-ROM somewhere. <laughs> CD-ROM. Floppy disk. It. It's on my, my floppy disk, man. Is it Walker? Is it on one of your old cell phones that didn't have any service? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. I would have had a BlackBerry Pearl back then. BlackBerry That'd Pearl, awesome. <laughs> if you do find it, send it to us, and we'll uh, we'll cut this part of the show and put it on put it okay. on social media. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's a long ways away from me, well, but just, I'll try to find. It. Just mail I will it. Find it. Put it just in, put it in the mail. Like this is definitely Barry on my bike, and he didn't know really who I was at the time. That's exactly how that went down. <laughs> That's Barry's honest, like, I have no being idea. Being 100 percent honest, I believe Walker, but I honestly, he's correct. I don't recall doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, and the reason I couldn't do it, obviously, it was the Ampro um, photo shoot. That's in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. I was in school, and I had already burned up so many days. Uh, I was, I would fly in to do the National Enduros, and. Uh, I only had to do like two or three of those because I caused so much damage to the bike that <laughs> I decided that it wasn't worth it. <laughs> and I was not getting good results. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't go because of school. And so Barry did the shoot. Hmm. Nice. There you go. Hey, I've heard that that happens a lot more than what you would think. Well, it, yeah, that is hundred percent true because what's crazy is I don't remember doing this for Walker, but I probably have five of my photo shoots my posters that i have the autograph posters through the years probably four or five of them it's not me <laughs> i was not there so yeah it was a popular thing with Andrew, oh yeah apparently. yeah <laughs> happens a lot right yeah, that's, that's really funny, funny. It, uh, now would jason do yours barry no he was a little too tall i think uh <laughs> i think uh <laughs> One year there was a uh, heck I don't even remember the one guy that did it. He was pretty good on a bike, but he was one of the guys that showed up a year and then disappeared. But uh, man, I don't even remember. Who I was just trying done. to think of who would be like your size because like funny. you're you know pretty slender and you had a really certain style, which was like same thing. Everyone looks at my picture like, oh yeah, that's not you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, you can't wheelie over that rock. We know better. <laughs> Yeah, I think one year maybe Corey McDonald done it for me. Oh, that, I can see that he's mm-hmm. kind of tall too. Yeah, though, he was a little tall early though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it happened quite often. That's funny. My, Still does to this day. My goal, my goal in life, would to not be a pro racer, but to be a uh, a fill in rider. Fill in rider for autograph photographs. Stock. That's all I do. I don't yeah, race. Autograph stock fill in rider. Yeah, I don't race. I'm just on every poster. That's right. That would be such an amazing yeah. but job. No, but nobody ever knows it's you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not you. Yeah. You know, some kid goes home. All ten riders somehow look the same. <laughs> 
completely different manufacturers and gear and everything. They're like, oh, that guy looks identical in every single photo. <laughs> is, is that why all of the uh, the uh, posters always have like you're wearing tinted goggles? A lot. Yeah. A yeah. lot. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. Man, that's awesome. And, I wonder what that job pays. The, the photographer doesn't want to have your eyes looking at them in the picture. And as riders, we inherently always look at the camera. Yeah. At least the quad guys do. So, like, that's another reason for it. <laughs> quad guys love the camera, you know. Oh, we love it. We just, <laughs> yeah. you know, leg out, point and stuff. And they're like, yeah, no, it's a photo shoot. We can't. Why are you doing that? Like, well, oh, and you're right. <laughs> well, riding a quad is so easy. You know, you have time to look at the camera guy, right? Yeah, you're just sitting on the couch, pushing the throttle. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to balance or anything, so you're good. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm surprised. Barry, did you run a twist throttle or did you? I did. Did you run really? both? I didn't know that. So I was wondering, since he, Walker, since you came from a dirt bike to a quad, I'm surprised you didn't switch over to the twist because you were in a thumb, I, right? I won my first three overalls on a twist. Mm. And then you switched? Yep. So I had the perfect <laughs> season. I ran a twist from 07 to 13. The beach, I mean, the end of 12, I switched in at the beginning of 13. But, yeah, so I had the perfect amp or XC2 Pro-Am season on a twist, and I won two overalls that year, and then I won one overall in 12. And then during the winter break, uh, Bill Balance convinced me that I really needed to run a thumb throttle. Well, I mean, you know, if Bill Balance convicted you, I mean, that's not a bad, not a bad guy to convince. No, <laughs> I was like, and, and, I'm pretty, like it, and I'm sure I wasn't faster. But, like, they were so tired of making this little custom part that, like, I'm pretty sure my mechanic, Brock Booth, at the time, I'm sure he was just like, dude, tell him anything. He'll listen to you. You know, like, <laughs> I don't listen to dad, but if Bill Bound says that I need a thumb throttle, I'm probably going to And it wasn't easy. It was a multi-year thing. But we, uh, yeah, finally, he was like, look, you're, you know, seven seconds a lap faster. I can show you right here. <laughs> just like held it in his pocket and just made it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Hey, being a dad though, Brandon, I'm sure you, and I'm, I'm sure Barry, you can relate to that as well. Like, like, cause my son is wrestling now. So I'm constantly like, Hey, talking to his coach, like, Hey, can you tell him to do this? Cause like, if I'm at home, he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> the coaches rolled their eyes. They're like, Oh God, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of these, yeah. Yeah. One of these crazy parents like moto, yeah. moto dad in the wrestling ring right <laughs> surprise he's not like yeah i mean 20 bucks I'll, I'll you know i'll tell him i'll be paying enough <laughs> <laughs> side hustle you know parent parental advice <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly so uh brandon i just realized i told, I told barry i was like oh walker's been on the show like a hundred times he, he we won't you won't be on that long. Right. And then we've kept you, Walker, like an hour. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> that long. pretty much happens all the time. Jeez. It, it literally happens 100% of the time, Five. every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I guess we're good at talking. Yeah, I guess so. Something yeah. like that. But hey, so we're giving away a, uh, a helmet or a Alpine Star helmet on the show tonight. And Barry has a trivia question. Now, you're not allowed to answer it. Right. But I wanted you to be on the line to just in case to see if you knew it. And you can let us know if you know it. But I'm I'm nervous now. Barry, Barry can you write down the answer to that yep. trivia question, and then and then Talon, can you hand that to uh, to Jonathan, Mr. Mr. Producer over there? <laughs> so the so the first person that gets this right on the live feed, and we have a ton of people on the live feed right now. The first person that gets this right on the live feed 
will be taking home uh, the Alpine Star. And if you feel like you got it first, but Sorry. Jonathan said somebody else. It's like, whoever shows up it's, first. It's whoever Jonathan says because he's got both the YouTube and the Facebook, Facebook feed yep. going on. So no pressure on you over there. No pressure on you. So Yeah, but, no pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry, whenever you're ready, go ahead and, and uh, ask that question. Okay, so whenever this you, you brought this up to me, I thought, well, I've, I, I should probably ask an ATV question. Then I thought, well, maybe it should be a bike question. But I think I'm, I'm maybe limiting part of the audience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what I, my question is going to be, it's more of my team, my coastal team related. Mm-hmm. So it's more current. Okay. So who on my team of riders through the years, who would have been the person to win an overall, the first person that raced for coastal to win an overall, who would that be? Now keep in mind, we had UTVs, ATVs, and bikes. Oh. Mm. I don't know the answer. Do you know? Did, well, you probably seen the answer, right? Do you know the answer? Well, he was writing the answer down, and I actually forgot to look at it before. <laughs> <laughs> Walker, Walker, do you know the answer? I had you on mute because I was yeah. going to try to put a couple things in my brain out there, so I, I I'm unmuted now. I totally well, I don't want to. I'm not going to say it, but I would possibly have forgotten somebody. I think we have the right answer, so you can't. Do we, we have the right answer? Yeah we, yes. yeah, we have the right answer. So we have a winner. Who's the winner, Jonathan? Who's the winner? Uh, hold on. I got to scroll back up here. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Healing. Logan Healing. That's the first one that I had. Okay. Right. Okay, Logan Healing, you are taking home this Alpine Star SM5 helmet. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, Actually, uh, message us on Facebook or Instagram. That way we have your information. Send us your your uh, address and everything. So, Walker, I'm curious. Do you know who it is? Well, it went through my brain. And my, <laughs> my first guess, as before Barry said UTV, I was like, I'm pretty sure Sipes. But then he said UTV, and then I'm like, well, it had to be uh, Tiger. So then I don't know. You want me to say it? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, can... you you was on the right path in thinking UTVs, but uh, you actually your first thought was correct. It's Ryan Sipes. Ryan Sipes. And that we okay. had some second overalls on the UTVs, and we had a lot of close calls. But yeah, Ryan Sipes was my first guy to get an overall. That's cool. Okay. And well, what, the funny part of this story is on the way down here, I'm asking Talon, and we were kind of going through some <clears> questions, <throat> and then he brought it up. Tad, this actually came from Talon. He's like, who was the first person to win an overall on the, on, the, on the team for Coastal? And I'm like, I looked at him, and I, how did he even – you take it over, Talon. Yeah. So I said – I just I gave him a couple things. I gave him where was his first overall win, how old was he, and then I said that, and I was like – but because we had UTVs, dirt bikes – in quads, I said, there's been a few times I know Sean Bogdan was close, and I thought, are people going to think, oh, was it Bogdan? Was he, he was there, he was leading, and then there was uh, a couple times where Bryson was in the lead, and I remember Snowshoe, he got, it was real late in the race, and I think Walker passed him, because he got stuck on a hill that we were at the bottom <laughs> of, and some people left, but... Um, and we're sitting there, and my dad's just looking at me, and I said, and then people are going to be like, did Sipes ever win a race? And he goes, Sipes! Sipes won! <laughs> I look at him thinking he already knew this, and he's like, I forgot he won. I forgot Sipes won. It was Ricky. In my brain, it was Ricky, because I, I went through. I'm like, no, we was close on UTVs. 
we was close with Bryson, but in my brain, it would just automatically went to Ricky, and then he's like, Sipes. I'm like, yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, Sipes <laughs> won Sipes. for us. Yeah, so. How do you forget about Ryan Sipes? Yeah, I know. That's a total blonde moment for and me. That's... Yeah. <laughs> That was his only win, that, right? You are right. correct, his only win. And it was at – what was odd is he won in the rocks of West Virginia at Marvin's Mountaintop. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. The one we, we don't go there anymore. No, right? no. Correct. The Mason Town. Mason Town, yeah. Good old, good old rock garden. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He won that one? Yeah, that's the one he won, yep. Wow. What a – that's that's in, I mean that's very Ryan Sipes of him actually so right. true very true <laughs> yeah the one yeah. you're thinking yeah I just hope he's in the top five and then yep. yeah he pulls off the win and I think Caleb may have got second there but Ryan it wasn't you know Caleb didn't give it to him he just got a good start stayed up front all or, or stayed up front all day and no mistakes and won that's awesome that was a really good trivia question because I, I I was in my head. I'm like, I know Bryson, but I, I think it was later. And I'm like, well, then you said UTV. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, I know Sipes had a win in there. And then you said that. I'm like, well, I think the side by sides technically started it all. So, yep, you're you are correct on that. But yeah, nobody... but I guess I didn't realize that they never won. I just... Well, no, they they won, but that was before I took over. I took uh, over oh. being team manager in '16. So yeah, gotcha. Coastal Kiger, yeah, they had wins before me, but yeah, my time started in 2016. Wow, See, that's that was a trick question. Trick question. <laughs> <laughs> you did say my time, so I, I guess I should have paid better attention. Yeah, gotta listen to the whole answer, Walker. <laughs> Maybe I should have said it in French. You would have been paying attention. <laughs> yeah. His girlfriend wasn't here to answer the question. Merci beaucoup. And only Gabe knows what that means. Right. <laughs> so, There's another thing I can't say. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> you have to ask those questions. Hey, what's this mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, now we're going to get uh, we're gonna get blocked on Facebook because yep. Walker just cussed in <laughs> <Yeah>. French. <laughs> Biggest episode we've ever had, and it goes down the tubes just like that <laughs> cool right on guys that was a good good job barry that was fun yeah thanks yeah yeah yeah. Good. yeah yeah hey walker man thanks again for coming on tonight um uh yeah i said i told barry 20 minutes and we're over an hour so uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah man you're welcome uh, yeah, hey hey I, I, that's always a good thing though i think like when we go way longer than we thought we were going to go so, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> good, good deal. Right on, guys. It was a pleasure being on. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, people ended up liking you, unlike myself. <laughs> so, but, yeah, no, you guys do a great job. You know, obviously we've talked about that off-air and everything. And, uh, yeah, you're kind of our ATV off-road voice. So uh, keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, pleasure being on the show. Thanks, man. Awesome, we appreciate man. it. Uh, Thanks, we, we appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yep, he's gone. He's gone. No, no, he's still oh, here. Oh, okay. Oh, that, okay that was, I was like, wow, he hung up quickly. Man, that's unlike him. <laughs> all, right, all right, Walker. Well, we are gonna let you go, man. And uh, again, appreciate your time tonight. And uh, we'll see. We'll see you uh, at the races. Absolutely. Yep. You guys have a good night. You too, man. All right, man. Later. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Man, that was another fun interview. Yeah, another good one. Another yeah. good one. Yeah, I I'm really sure, liked. I'm sure the pressure is off. I'm sure. Oh, it is. Barry should know that. Yeah. 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 So your first year in bikes, how much fun did you have? My first year in bikes, um, first year in bikes pro class, I 
I didn't hate it, but looking back on it, I didn't have a lot of fun. I really? Was, okay. I, I was kind of in over my head. It was uh, riding a YZ400 when Yamaha came out with them. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to learn a bike, and, you know, I wasn't uh, wasn't doing uh, the ATV anymore, so it was kind of like a 180 for me. You know, I only had to worry about bikes. So. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was definitely a learning year, but I didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't fun. I've had <laughs> points through my career where it's been fun, fun. and that yeah. was not fun, but but it helped me in later years learn the bikes and learn setup. Mm -hmm. It helped me to have fun later, later. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure. You know, that's a that that number one plate has to be extremely heavy, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I'm I'm excited. I really think that. You know, we've went through a long time since since you and and Bill Balance, Balance yep. and Chris, Chris Borsch and Walker. It just seems like just stacking so many consecutive championships one after another. It's like what thirty years, right? Yeah, it's like thirty years. So so I I really you know I obviously Bryson is insanely fast mm -hmm. and extremely capable of it, but something feels different like about how. The sport's going to go forward because I think there's so many guys, and I know that right now it's Walker, it's Walker and Bryson. But there's so many guys that are coming up. Uh, talk about Hunter Hart that are hungry, hungry mm -hmm. for that championship. That I think that, you know, um, that we could see a really competitive pro class for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I agree with that. And yeah, the, those young guys, you know, coming up. And I remember when Walker was the young guy, and mm -hmm. I remember watching the, a race and, and Danny Walker's dad was standing there and this is when Chris Borich was dominant and Walker was always second to him and um, Danny's like what what's my boy got to do to beat him and I'm like he's doing what he needs to do to beat him he's like what do you mean he's been getting second for who knows how many races I'm like every race he's learning a little bit mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit and then you know Walker you know went on to be dominant and now where Bryson's at, but you got those young guys that every race, you know, they may get frustrated with the results, but they're learning a little bit. And mm -hmm. the one that the guys that use those tools to figure out, you know, I learned that that was good. I, I learned from this. I learned from that. And to use that to their knowledge is the ones that, are, that will excel the most. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether that's Glotta or Hunter Hart or mm -hmm. Somebody Jay Shadron. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Yeah, I mean, all those guys, you know, they're they're used, they can put their knowledge to uh, to to use it to their advantage. It's definitely going to be going to be interesting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Cool. So, we have another guest, right? We do. We do have another guest. I just text Rodder, and he is still good to come on, okay. um, even though we're a half an hour past when I told him he'd be coming <laughs> on. But before we get him on, I want to make sure that we also do our other giveaway. Right. Now, this giveaway is going to be going to the people that are listening in the archives, yep. people that are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Mm -hmm. We're going to be giving away a Guts Racing seat cover, and I want you to give me the timestamp of right now to win the Guts Racing seat cover. Send it to us either on Facebook Messenger or send it to us and, in... And you mean by timestamp, you mean the hour of the show or the minute of the show? Like the hour and minute of okay. the show. Uh -huh. And the thing is, is I know everybody's looking at the time right, right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different mm -hmm. than than the, the live time. Yeah, yeah because... So, yeah. No, don't tell them why. Oh, okay. Don't tell All them right. why, because yeah. then they'll go look up something and figure <laughs> out what it is. And we won't be accepting any entries until... <laughs> After midnight, because I usually post the show um, 
starting in the next day. Right. So, so yeah, Gus Racing seat cover, um, proud sponsor uh, of this show. We're excited to have them on again for 2023. Andy, Greg, and the guys over there are awesome. Yep. And we're going to be giving one away every month this year yep. mm-hmm. again. Yep. So. Yeah, those guys are those guys are awesome there. So make sure you enter in that contest, and uh, we'll have Jonathan pick us a number and we'll, the the number of whoever. Yeah, pick you, a number. You're in charge of that too. Pick a number. What, what's the number? Which which message? So like gets the guts racing so seat like, cover. I guess like one. You know, I would go one through 100? twenty. Don't go a hundred because there <laughs> might not be a hundred people. Oh, there'll be a hundred people. Thirteen. 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 Ooh. Ooh. That's that's, wow. that's a lucky number thirteen. That's gonna be a lucky seat cover. That's gonna be a lucky seat cover. Everybody wants that one. Okay, guys, we are gonna go to commercial break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna have Ryder Lafferty on. Excited to, to get to talk to him. Um, uh, Barry's actually the team manager for him. He's he's uh, XC2 uh, Coastal Racing Gas Gas Rider. Last year, coming off of finishing second in the XC2, which is an incredible feat. Uh, I think he had two wins, five podiums. Uh, great year. Um, excited to see what he does to back it up in 2023. So we're going to get him on uh, right now. You've seen him at the track. Now online magna one motorsports.com from used bikes just like jordan chase and the rest of the team ride plus all the gear you need helmets goggles gear and more magna one motorsports.com or trackside at gncc and nepg events be sure to pick up a bottle of magna one's magna one clean it revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike coming soon join chase landers and team clean trackside for everything you need when you need it and at your fingertips at magna one motorsports.com Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year. Which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer of protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we're back. We are ready to switch gears and talk some two-wheel action now. On the line, we have a Coastal Racing Gas Gas XC2 rider. Finished second in points last year with two wins, five podiums. Uh, rider Lafferty, what's going on, man? 
Sorry, Ryder. My bad. Oh, are you there? That was my bad. Yep, I'm here. Oh, man, I did such a great job. I know, you did Come a great on. job. Come on, My man. bad. One button. Like, that... One button. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ryder? How you doing, buddy? Doing good. How about you guys? I'm doing doing good. Doing good. I don't know yeah. if you heard that, that great intro, but Brandon <laughs> Brandon screwed it up with, with one button. One button. So You have to go back and listen to the show if you didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, man. Uh Excited to have you on the show tonight. We have your uh, team manager in here tonight, Barry Hawk, is sitting beside me. Uh, really excited to talk to you a little bit about about your last year. You had a great season of 2023, and uh, how your off season's been going. So, uh, first of all, you know uh, how you been? How how's uh, the off season going in 2023? Uh, it's been good. I I uh, got to go home for a little bit and kind of chill out, refresh the batteries, and. Uh, uh, go home and kind of hang out with friends, people that I haven't seen in a while. And then uh, since uh, the end of December, right after Christmas, uh, came down here to Florida, Ranch Russell, and uh, been training away with the boys here. And it's been been good so far. It's been been pretty tough, but uh, having a good time and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Where, where's home at? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Yes, South Southern. Yeah. So you're probably down there at Camp Russell uh, enjoying that nice, beautiful sunshine. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting you set sand. You got you got riding a lot of sand down there. Or? Yeah, it's actually at home. Uh, it's pretty sandy in Jersey, but uh, it's a different type of sand down here. It's hmm. kind of it's pr- it gets pretty deep down here, and it's our sand at home. It's more grittier. Like it's got a little bit of stones to it, like small rocks. And uh, down here, it's just kind of sugar sand powder, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. No bottom. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, and talk to us about twenty twenty two. Um, you you was on the podium a couple times. You had P four, um, riding good. I think you did. You hurt your shoulder? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. At the end of the year. Yeah. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So it was pretty good starting out i mean beginning of the year i was kind of going for broke like i i've never i never won a race or you know i had a couple podiums here and there but wasn't very consistent or couldn't really put anything together so uh last year was a big step in the right direction you know i put together some races still still had a couple bad races and you know some problems but to win two races and get on the podium a bunch and then also do well in the national Enduro series it was uh it was really good kind of pro- probably caught me a little bit off guard too to be honest like you know i wanted to do good always wanted to do good but to, to have it so quick and go from uh zero to 100 real fast you know in one year it was a it was a lot and i learned a lot from it so the yeah, shoulder, think- it, it, it kind of messed me up a little bit but uh you know luckily i was able to soldier through it still uh still holding the second in, in the gncc's yeah and my take on what what he just said is it it was like a learning curve for him you know he had success early on had podiums won won a national enduro and things were going really good and then he kind of nicked up his shoulder and and then there was it didn't spiral downhill like it didn't go horrible he still finished second next e2 and third in the national enduros which is great but he had a taste of victory in both of those and in that was good but 
once he got banged up, it was almost one of those things where he he just wants to win again. <laughs> yeah. This is my take on right. it, you know. But he it was a learning curve with the 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 shoulder thing, and in this year it's a little bit different program for him for what he did last year. So he can use some of what he learned last year, and then what's going on this year with Ranch Russell and training with those guys, and you know it's going good for him. And you know I think. Uh, a little bit the, the few mistakes he made last year and Ryder you know you you can confirm or or not what I'm about <laughs> to say is all those things that happened last year you can use them to your advantage this year w- would you agree yes. with that yes yeah for sure mm-hmm. no I agree it was definitely I learned a lot you know and it was uh it was really good but I, yeah I agree with what you said mm-hmm. it, I got real tired of like I, I won and then like hurt my shoulder and I was I had a bunch of fourth places and I was like man fourth place kind of sucks you know (laughs) wish I was was up on the podium or in the center you know so Mm -hmm. but yeah so so talk you're down with Camp Russell is this your first year down there right yes so what's 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 different what are you guys doing down there different than what you would have done in the past uh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must be I'm, good. It just, must be I mean, good just, then. I mean, you just give us, you know, the, the tidbits. No, no, I'm kidding. It, <laughs> it, it, to be honest, I mean, I, the biggest thing I, I guess I have to say is just the structure. You know, we have certain times and, you know, it's very, it's pretty regimented. We're, we're doing, doing the same things kind of throughout the week with boot camp right now. But to be honest, you know, it's, everybody has their own, like, it's all kind of, a lot of people have figured it out of what, what to do with training wise and everything. And to be honest, like I've, I've felt like, you know, even last year when I was in Florida, but at a different place, not here and, and uh, training with Ricky Russell. And it was, it was a lot of the same stuff. It's just, uh, you know, here we're, we're riding. I'm with the other five guys that I'm riding with. It's, you know, the, that's it's Ben Kelly, Thad Duvall, Craig DeLong, Trevor Bollinger, like it's the best of the best. So it's competition every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, that's like uh, full, you know, like uh, fueling you to to try to, you know, if like man, if I can hit, you know, be as fast as these guys, you know, most of those guys are XC one riders, um, if not all of them. Um, yeah. You know, you should, you know, if, like I can keep up with these guys, and I, I should be able to win XC two for sure. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. So going into the 2023 season, I'm sure, you know, you finished second last year. So I'm sure that's the goal this year is, is I'm sure you got your eyes set on that championship, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's only, only up from here, you know, (laughs) second's good, but you know, we want to keep improving and keep getting better. So that's, that's the goal. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, what we, you know, we've talked, a couple times tonight about how the off season always kind of sneaks up on us. And it's like, man, ready for this long off season. Then you get through it and it's like, wow, that was quick. That was quick. (laughs) So being that this off season is, is been different for you, uh, being down at camp Russell, um, uh, do you feel like you're prepared for 2023 already or, uh, compared to like what you felt in the past? Um, what's it like, you know, going into this year versus what you were uh, in previous years? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, compared to last year, like, 
last year it felt super long. I actually, during the off season, I uh, went and worked a regular job and kind of, you know, just to make some extra money to kind of get me through the, you know, until I went down to Florida in January. And then uh, it went by, it kind of like working a regular job. It took a long time and, you know, it was very, <laughs> It just felt like forever. I couldn't wait to get out of there. And now this one, this off season, it's gone by super fast. Like I've I felt like it flew by. We went out to California, did the photo shoot and then the banquet. And then bam, we're here already kind of, you know, getting boot camp underway. But I, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't really get rolling, you know, training wise until, you know, end of, like December ish. So it's I feel on par as what I did last year, you mm-hmm. know, everything training wise. If not, I, I, I feel already stronger on the bike than what I have in years past, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So are you your own rider in your photo shoot? This has been, this has been a topic of conversation <laughs> yeah. throughout the whole evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. Okay. <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah, we found out that, that Barry was once Walker in Walker's photo shoot, and there was guys that was Barry. I guess it's never – I guess it's easier <laughs> to find somebody else than the actual rider at times. <laughs> yeah, that happens. It's part of it. That's funny, yeah. So um, you're probably – you run National Doors again this year? Is that your plan? Yes. Uh, what about the U.S. Sprint Enduros? You running those? Uh, no, not okay. that I don't plan on it. I got you. So um, that's what I, I was just curious. I know, I know a lot of you guys dabble between all those, and um, do you do you you do really well at the National Enduros? But do you, would you rather race GNCC or do more of that like um, National Enduro stuff? Uh, I enjoy them both. I mean. M- my background like with my my uncle and everything i kind of the the enduro thing was kind of came quick to me and kind of learned it it's it comes natural mm-hmm. and i was really good at that when i was younger but the gncc's is it's taken me some time to kind of learn and figure it out mm-hmm. and it's more of a it's 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 a more of a challenge for me and i've enjoyed it so i mm-hmm. i like the gncc's more Enduros are fun, you know. I, I I do well at them, and uh, but yeah. Yeah, I know the national Enduros are more like, you know, kind of like reading trail, you know, like fresh trail, like what you know, where's this going to take you? And, and then GNCCs is, um, you know, you're pretty much at the same locations, the same tracks every year. They might make a turn left or right different or something a little different section, but um, everybody kind of knows the layout, kind of for the most part. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and I feel like, you know, uh, doing both series, like even if you're doing sprints, I feel like national Enduros help, you know, with GNCCs, you know, they help cause you're reading trail for the national Enduros, you know, even though we bike the tracks at GNCCs, you still have your eyes and you're looking for those new lines that develop during a GNCC and kind of, you know, reading the trail still, you know, I think, I think both, both of those series go hand in hand and, help me out for both of them mm-hmm. i i agree with with you rider and what i know that has worked previously and i've seen this per- firsthand is the guys that excel at the nepgs rider Stu, mm-hmm. grant those guys when they ride and i watch them in a gncc their eyes are always they're looking further up the trail than mm. a lot of the other guys. And that comes from, I believe it comes from right racing 
NEPGs mm-hmm. and and reading that trail, it's almost easier for them at a GNCC. So that's why they kind of go hand in hand and they can mm-hmm. help each other. If you're good at NEPG, it helps you at, an, at GNCC and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like it, it's it's crazy to see how some of the guys where they look. Yeah. If you really focus that's, on their eyes, it's pretty crazy. Oh, and I wow. and I know uh, that was one of the things with uh, with Craig DeLong a couple years ago. Like he he was always focusing down. Same with Ricky Russell. Like they look right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling him, like, you need to look up further, look up further. It's easy for me to see so, and yeah. tell them, but it's hard for them, like teaching an old dog new tricks. <laughs> right. And they both worked on it, and right. they definitely got better. The results got better. But for Ryder – it's natural for him because of his background. So that's what helps him in GNCC. Right. And it, it's funny you say, like, a lot of people are probably listening and probably like, what do you mean, like, looking down? Don't you have to look up to, to, to go anywhere, right? But there's a lot of guys that, I, that I've been around that actually just, like, look right in front of their fender. And I'm like, how do you even know what's coming? You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> it's really like, and I know even go all the way back to Ryan Sipes when he was with us, that was one of his, that was his one major I don't want to say it's a downfall, but that's one thing that held him back from doing better at GNCC is he raced moto, so he needed to look, you know, yeah. right in front of his front fender. And, like, that's why he done really good at ISDE and the sprints is because it's taped in, and it, he only has to worry about what's in front of him. At GNCC, the track can change so much from mm-hmm. lap to lap. Right. Yeah. You know, especially if it's ruddy or if it starts raining, you know, you start getting mud, and it it's just changes drastically from lap to lap a bottleneck so, that you don't want to ride into yeah <laughs> yep, yep yep so that's yeah it's it's crazy where guys and their eyes are on a track and yeah riders riders good at that it's it's natural to him right riders that's something that 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 you feel like you've gotten better at over the years or is it something that you've always just kind of done i think it's something that i've always just kind of done you know that i've learned early and it, like it, it like it's the way I look at it, it's hard to it's hard to teach you know it's hard to kind of change and you know tell somebody to do that like Barry's saying but it's I don't know it just comes natural it's kind of weird but uh yeah 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 <laughs> I'm sure I mean you know what we just talked about is is how much the G and I'm sure you know, you guys, you guys end up lapping so many people that I'm sure you end up, you have to find those new lines at a GNCC track just to get around the traffic, just to make sure you're not running yourself into trouble. I feel like that, that last half, that last half of the race is probably one of the most important parts is to staying out of trouble. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of different variables, you know, anything can happen. And like I to add on to it i think to paint the paint the picture like perspective like national Honduras, it's 60 miles of kind of blind trail you know and you you don't know really know where you're going so you always have to be alert and have your eyes open and i think that's you know doing that for for so many years you kind of you know you learn that kind of kind of adjust to that your riding and everything and then that carries over the GNCCs. Right, right. So we kind of do our our interviews backwards sometimes. So, like, where did it all start for you, though? Like, like, at what age did you start riding? And then, in turn, what age did you start racing? Uh, to go. I think I started racing when I was seven, but I started riding. I was on a bike 
like before I could ride a bicycle like, <laughs> or, but I, I had a big crash and when I was little and my dad never taught me where the rear brakes were. So oh. I went like, I went whiskey throttle into some yard furniture and didn't want really anything to do. I liked dirt bikes, but I was scared of them. Didn't want anything to do with it for a couple of years. And then when I was seven, I think was my first race and wasn't very good at first, just kind of had fun. And then, uh, you know, as I got older, off off little bikes on the big bikes is when it kind of really took off, and I started doing doing well. Mostly just just local hair scrambles at home in New Jersey, and you know, here and there, I'd go to some some national enduros and uh, started doing really well, um, national enduro wise, top tens and stuff, and went from there and just just did the enduros, and then you know, last couple of years here, I started the i wanted to figure out this gncc thing i'd do a race and kind of get waxed and <laughs> kind of you know like everybody does when they do a gncc they're like oh why am i out here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was it was rough and you know now i've kind of starting to figure all that out and yeah mm -hmm. i'm sure you contemplate a lot of life decisions in that third hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so from Very being from being from New Jersey, did you ever do any J Day races or up that way or? I've done like uh, just Southwick J Day one time, mm -hmm. but that was it. They they were a little bit farther. farther okay, up. farther north. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do one of those. I need I need to make my way up to do one. They always look fun because I'm a, backgrounds motocross, and then you know I like I love doing GPS and stuff. So. I feel like that would be like right up my my alley. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look super fun. The one I did was was really fun. It was Southwick. Like it's just a cool track to oh, go yeah. to and kind of experience yeah. a lot of people, and it's just a good crowd. But I, I grew up. It's ECEA is my local series, and okay. that's the uh, they have hair scrambles and adoros. That's the local series that I grew up racing. Now, did you ever get to run the Unadilla GNCC? Yeah, that was my first one. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 B, B class. I think I, I got stuck in the in the back on the the railroad bed, <laughs> and and spent a lap or two out there, and buried it. And Jeff Russell came and pulled me out with a four wheeler. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I, everybody keeps talking about how they wish they'd bring that place back, but uh, I know you guys up north would love would love that. <laughs> Yeah, it was a cool place. I think we we've outgrown it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Barry disagrees. <laughs> Barry's throwing his thumbs down over here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, off the track, when you're not racing, you're not riding. Like, what is it that you like to do for fun? Uh, I I guess I can consider myself a fisherman. Nice. Like okay. Yeah. I like fishing a lot. It's kind of, it's, you know, I, I used to do other activities like mountain bike and skateboard and all kinds of other stuff, but I got to stay away from the stuff that, you know, could get me hurt. So fishing <laughs> is kind of, yeah. you know, it keeps me safe and have a good time, and have some fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, riding a dirt bike is uh, um, dangerous enough that you don't want to add anything else <laughs> yeah, to that. Exactly. But what kind of, what kind of fishing are we doing? Are we bass fishing or, or are we like, uh, 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 skilled tradesmen of all of the sport or all of the fishing sports just bass fishing for now you know um uh, i've done a little bit of saltwater stuff oh, okay have you ever but done any bow fishing 
Yeah, Bowfish is good. You know, yeah. There's no guy named Stu Bailey. I was, I was getting ready to say. I was getting ready to say. Yeah. We, we had Stu on one night, and he talked to us for about uh, 45 minutes about his bow fishing rig. So, um, yeah. Well, I've probably I've, – I've probably built most of that stuff on that boat. Here. Oh, like, okay. oh, have you really? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a. I I went to school for welding, so I can do a little bit. Oh, of okay, okay. Yeah. So were, were you there the night? I was that Stu, were you there the night that Stu about lost his hand? I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh, jeez. I partake in that. <laughs> were Were you the one wrestling, or were you the one videotaping? Uh, I was wrestling. Nice. <laughs> T- nice. Barry just needs to plug his ears, right? You shouldn't hear yeah. this stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, that's a pretty interesting fact to put on the resume, wrestling an alligator, right? Yeah. 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 It's a good story to bring up. I can bring it up now because it's kind of been a couple of years. Right. Yeah, it's been yeah. a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, Stu, Stu already yeah. brought it up on the show a long time ago, so I, it's yeah. fair game. Yeah. <laughs> At first, it was pretty hush hush. I, I I was the one. I drove him to the hospital and stayed up all night. And that was during COVID, so I was like, I couldn't go in there, or like hang out. So I slept in the in the car all night. We got up like eight eight in the morning, went to breakfast the next day. <laughs> hey, what, when you was in the car, did you think at any point you might go to jail? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think Stu, Stu knows a lot of people, so I think. I, I, I was pretty safe. I, I, I was pretty safy. safe. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's your first? Reason, it's it's in Florida. When you tell them that you got bit by a gator, it, it, you know they it doesn't happen a lot down here. I guess so. <laughs> they were kind of freaked out by it. I mean, I I would feel like out of any state, they should be right. Oh yeah, that it. happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you would think that there's gator all over it. Half, you know, it right. happens down here, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, most people aren't driving around at night flicking them in the heads though right <laughs> yeah true, <That's> true. <laughs> so so um a uh, little more structure of a camp this year <laughs> the, yeah yeah it's definitely more structured for sure <laughs> I, I uh i forget how many years but i've probably like three years two two or three years i've spent at the shoals with Stu. Mm-hmm. you know so it's a little bit different down here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well, I mean, the compound that Stu has created up there, the Shoals, I mm-hmm. mean, it's, that's a wild place. That looks like a playground. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely good. You know, um, uh, even me and the boys were talking about it. We see the stories and stuff of the dirt that they got up, you know, up there right now with, with the, the rain that they've been getting it. The dirt looks really good all the tracks and stuff it's a, it's a good place to go and train for sure mm-hmm. good deal yeah. good deal well Ryder, man we appreciate you coming on the show tonight it was awesome to you know hear your story from last year really looking forward to seeing you race this year uh in uh, 2023 it sounds like it's going to be a good year for you um um and uh at the new camp and everything uh just really excited about it but uh, before we let you go we have a question that we ask everybody, have to ask everybody. If you had to pick one fast food restaurant and one candy, what would it be? Oh, uh, this is the toughest question of the show, right? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Pro- probably probably Taco Bell. Fast Taco food. Bell? We don't get a lot of Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Crunchwrap. Yeah. Bear- Crunchwrap Supreme. Barry's probably, Barry's probably seen a lot of Taco Bell trash wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> 
couple times when I've been there, when I stay there. Yeah. Um, Brandon and I, Brandon and I grew up on Taco Bell yeah, when we Taco were Bell. Yep. when we were yeah. poor. <laughs> when we, were poor. <laughs> we, were, we were trying to put all of our money into racing and yeah. only had three dollars to spend on food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, candy. I don't know. I got a sweet tooth. I like everything, but probably Reese cups. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> That's a, after that's, Brandon's that's me. Heart. I love, I mean, I, I got a whole bag in full the in the freezer, freezer right? right now. In the yep. freezer, yeah. He yep. always talks yeah. about it has to be in the freezer. <laughs> got to be in the freezer. Yeah. yeah. After the race, gas station, you go, I get uh, the Doritos chips, like the purple bag, and then the the Big Cups Reese's. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. I like yep. the Big Cups Reese's with the Reese pieces inside. Like, those yeah. are really good. It's like double. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. You've never heard of them either. What? I've never heard. I mean, it's like, it's like literally a Reese's inside of a Reese's. It is. It's yeah. amazing. Why not just have one big Reese's then? It's, it's, it's a lot of things going on in your mouth at one time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, producer Jonathan, can you uh, cut and edit that right there? We need, we need yeah, that as a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Uh, well, Ryder, man, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Appreciate you staying up late. Um, yeah. I know that your Camp team... Russell's a little tight down there, so. Yeah, and I know your team yeah. manager would like for you to probably not be up so late. <laughs> no, I'm just no wondering. Worries. He it's probably he probably would have been sleeping by now. Would you have, Ryder, if he wasn't on yeah, here? I w- yeah, I would have. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't want to make you guys feel bad, but yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, we put... Um, some talkers in front of you on the show tonight so <laughs> yeah you got walker and barry they, they definitely they're talkers yeah 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 for sure for sure man mm-hmm. well hey good luck this season uh we'll see you at the track and uh yeah man uh excited to see what you have in store for 2023 awesome thank you guys yep. all right man we'll thanks, talk to man. you later thank you thanks Ryder. <laughs> all right yeah. guys yeah Ryder lefty uh i i really think that um you know, that confidence after getting a couple race wins this year, after being on the podium a lot, I mean, he really could have a heck of a year in XC2 this year. Yeah, he could. Uh, and I know uh, Snodgrass is going to, you know, he won a championship. He'll go good. Mm-hmm. And some of the other guys, um, you know, Liam's going to go good. Mm-hmm. Cody Barnes. Be interesting to see how Zach Osborne does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Ryder should be one of the guys race in, race out. He should be right there and. uh you know the year's starting off pretty good, so right. you know, it's he has as long as he uh, you know it, well you could say it's about anyone stay right. healthy mm-hmm. should be good. Yeah, that's half the game, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's half the game. It yeah. seems like after last year, it's more than half the yeah, game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean those names you just named off in XC two. I'm like, man, there's some some fast it's guys. It's like, yeah. They could literally line up on XC one and probably have a decent shot. Yeah, like. You know, run top five easy. And, and I forgot a couple names. You got Witkowski and yeah. Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike Winkowski, when, whenever he's figures whenever everything he's out, man, he's on. So if he could run like he ran the front part of the season last right. year before, yeah. you know, everything happened. Uh, um, I mean, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with, right? For sure. Because at one point in time, we thought he was going to run away with it. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like what first three races, first three he, races he yeah. won. Yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, before we jump off the show real quick, we talked about the ATVs. We've talked about XC2 now. Um, who do you see as a as like the top contenders for the XC1 bike class? I feel like we said at the <laughs> beginning of the show it could, it could be one of like eight riders, it seems like. 
Yeah, that's that is really a tough question. Um, and it's tougher than I would say previous years because you got so many guys jumping around on different bikes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you could say, well, Bollinger and uh, Bollinger and Craig DeLong mm -hmm. and even Ben Kelly, you know, they're staying on the same bike, right. but it's a new bike. Yeah. So, you know, and Ricky's now he's on Yamaha and it, there's just so much jumping around. Thad went from Husky to Gas That's Gas good. and he's probably one of the guys that would be there would be the least amount of change, right. even though, it, yeah. you know, it's he went from white to red. Um, you know, the bike's really similar. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, a lot of guys, everything's changed up. So, man, I, I wouldn't. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, tough. Tough. it's a tough. I mean, tough. You, you would say, well, Ben Kelly was dominant before he got hurt, but is but, he going to come back? You yeah. Know, sometimes whenever you, you have hurt. a serious injury, yeah. you know, are you going to pick up where you left off? Some guys do. Yeah. Some guys it takes longer. Mm-hmm. You know, so and Stu, you know, yeah. Stu's gonna Stu's gonna go good, and Stu's gonna stew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Grant, Grant, uh, yeah, with Grant, you know, yeah. if he gels with the new bike, you know, I mean, it's it, it wouldn't surprise me right. if, if somebody so, takes off and starts doing, you know, starts dominating or the one know. the one guy that's been consistent is Josh Strang on that Cali. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, good you know, point. yeah. So I, I think he's gonna be. Someone. And he's been quiet. Yeah, he's been real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not really much of a social media, like, yeah. constantly on social media anyways, but he's been very quiet this mm -hmm. year so far, and I, you know, yeah, he's definitely, definitely a contender, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. And even Ashburn, what, they, so he would be riding yeah. the Yeah, Jordan. Bike, so. Yeah. Yeah, because we had him on last week, and he was saying that how they've been doing a lot, a lot of testing with that new, hus with the new Husky, so. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so I guess if you really, now that we've mentioned, I think everyone, most everyone, mm -hmm. Strang would be the only guy that would be on the front row. Right. That is nothing has changed. Right. It's the same bike, same everything. Just we talk about yeah. consistency and yeah. how important it is. <laughs> yep. Especially for the first couple of rounds until everybody starts figuring out what they got to do or make a change here and there. But yeah, uh, yeah I think Josh Strang is going to be a guy that you should be looking for. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> wow, yeah. man. That was a quite a show, Brandon. <laughs> it's it our longest show to date, isn't it? Barry Town, what do you guys <laughs> think? Uh, being in studio, do you, how how long do you guys think the show was so far? Well, I just looked at my watch. <laughs> oh. uh, I I would say it's been two and a half hours. Yeah. Three. Three. three, three. We are hours. over three hours. Over this three is hours. this is officially the yeah. longest show we've ever yeah. had. And yeah. I, but I mean, it, I would not have wanted it to be any shorter. No. We had Heck a no. ton of no. good yeah, conversations yeah. in this show. I mean, Carrie Joe, I lot of, learned a lot of history today. I learned a lot of history too. <laughs> and and has she, I, she's never? I don't think she's ever been on a podcast before. Has I don't she? Think. <laughs> I don't think so. That's yeah. why I think when I called her, she was a little hesitant because right. she prefers to be kind of behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to be out there, but right. you know, it was like. You know, the guard was let down a little bit, and, mm -hmm. you know, it was good. It was good. It was really, it was really good. good. Yeah. yeah, I think it was really cool to see her personality, mm -hmm. to, to to hear the history and everything that has went into to making who she is and, and what she and what she does. And so right. it was a really cool um, experience getting to talk to her. And then Walker's always a good time having him on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think before we had him on the show, it was, you know, a lot of people thought Walker was, like, just Mr. Serious all the time. And right. then he kind of cuts loose on the show a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's always good to see good uh, personalities when they come out on the show. It's yep. always different than the racetrack. So. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. It, it was fun to have Ryder on as well. I mean, he up and coming star of the sport. Mm-hmm. So it's always cool to get to talk to those guys as they're on their way up, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, really excited to see what he does in the future. But uh, before we go, um, want to make sure. Congratulate! Who was the winner again? I forget the winner of the of the helmet. It was uh, Logan Healing. Logan Healing won yeah. the helmet. I want to thank Magda One Motorsports yep. for giving us that helmet to give away. So uh, we appreciate uh, that sponsorship, and and uh, we're really excited to continue with them this year. Uh, any any last thoughts before you guys before we start doing our thing, getting off the air? Out of everything that was talked about tonight, between. Even though bicycles weren't talked about that much. Between bicycles, dirt bikes, and quads, if I had to bet on one thing, I have faith that Ryder Lafferty can get the XC2 championship. Okay. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I stamp it. Stamp I, it. We'll stamp that approval. And, okay. and when, it, when it happens, we'll bring this clip of you saying it. <laughs> That's right. First, yeah. first on the show tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jonathan. I'll say, what, what was your favorite part what, of the show? What was your favorite part of the show, Jonathan? You know, I really thought it was uh, pretty interesting when Carrie Joe came on, and it kind of reminded me a little bit about my younger days and even Brandon and, mm-hmm. and Cooper's younger days of growing up and, and um, you know, picking up rocks at the track and, and running the water hose. <laughs> Good old Pyramid Valley. <laughs> and I was then, saying, and I then becoming the head flagger, it's like, wow, man, I, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we well, we definitely, both of us, that's where I started. When she was talking, too, I was, I was referred back to the same thing because, um, I started when I was a kid. I picked up rocks, watering crew, flagger, head flagger, sign ups. I did it all. You know what I mean? Like, and even fixing water lines. But um, growing up ten minutes from a racetrack, uh, yeah. and the passion for it and stuff. And he did the same thing as he came up through. So, yeah. It, it hit home I, for I, sure. I, you you suckered me over there a couple times. I did times. a couple Listen, times. So first time I ever come over to help at Pyramid, Brandon's like, "Hey, you want to come over and make a few extra bucks and help help." Listen, help me weed eat this hillside. And I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, all right, bring your weed eater and, and we'll come over and, and, and we'll knock it out. So I get up there and uh, we start weeding. And not two minutes later, he was like, hey, I'll be right back. I got to go down and help them at the track real quick. Yeah. I was like, okay. I didn't see him for three hours. Hey, watering? You got to water, man. Got to water. He doesn't water. like that weed eater, though. I'm really surprised he never asked you to clean the gate. Oh man, cleaning the gates, brutal. I'm. Uh, oh, that was a crappy job. Yeah, I, really I always backbreaker back. Cause you're little. Sho- you had to use like a little shovel to get in between. It's and, like a track shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a track shovel, yeah. and you gotta like keep. Oh, pain in the butt. No, well, they always stuck me over. Uh, I was the flagger at the least important spot possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, talking about the grass cutting thing, that was probably one of the worst jobs I ever. Yeah, taken yeah. He got stuck that. with yeah, that. Forty hours a week. <laughs> cutting grass and then you would wake up on saturday early in the morning at six o'clock and go out and, wa- and water the track and you're just like how am i even going to ride th- yeah then, then, then you <laughs> gotta, gotta race <laughs> and then if, if you don't do good riding they don't understand why right yeah right. it's like uh, well i don't know why i just had a really long week cutting grass <laughs> yeah. bob always used to say like brandon how in the hell do you do it like you're here before i am and he used to get there early mm-hmm. water the track all day sometimes i would run the gate and ride 
he's like, how do you even have energy? He dropped the gate for his own race a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's impressive, man. Yeah, the passion. I, le- I learned my lesson. I started showing up to the track like Walker, like right at the last second. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's, well, that's really good. I want to make sure again. We thank uh, uh, thank you, Barry yeah. and Talon, both you guys for coming coming yeah. down and uh, being a part of the show tonight. It was a great show up for episode mm-hmm. one hundred. Jonathan, thank you for stepping in for yeah. Devin. I don't think I mentioned that Devin no, uh, was... whole family had COVID this past week. Mm-hmm. So you know we're thinking about you, Devin, and uh, hope you guys are on the mend. Um, but uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody being here. Everybody in the comments section tonight, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, good sure. show, Brandon. Good go show. ahead, and, go ahead and do yeah. your thing, guys. Please, uh, oh man, turn it loud. down. Turn it down. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. If you want to support us, please support our sponsors. Without the sponsors, nothing, none of this would happen. We'd still be downstairs in the garage, just two of us talking, and it's it's getting better. It's getting better each getting and every better. every time we yeah. do this. So um, appreciate it. Magna One Motorsports, I don't have the read, but Magna One Motorsports, go over there um, online at the track. They got you covered. Really appreciate them for stepping up and uh, taking care of us this year in 2023. Um, Guts Racing seat covers, guys. Get one. If you want to have a good ride, um, have a sweet, sexy ride. Don't don't forget (laughs) about the uh, giveaway. The Guts. Yeah, make sure sure you guys hit us with that timestamp. Right, timestamp it. where, Where are they sending us to? Huh? Where are they sending this to? Either Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. And it's going to be the 13th? The 13th. The 13th. The 13th. 13. Well, how, how's that going to work between Instagram and Facebook? Uh, that's for our producer to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make it fair as possible. Um, but, yeah, guys, go get you a Guts Racing seat cover over there. Uh, they're awesome to run. Um, still savers, guys. I run them all the time. Uh, if, you, if you're riding in the mud or water or anything barry you should know forks right practice fork seals yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's it's an awesome investment and even with our 25 percent off split line code it's even better investment yeah so please go use that over there split line capital s use that code guys um save you some money and uh rip all, all year long sunstar chance sprockets guys it's the best chance sprocket i've ever ran in my life that's pretty much what i run now got me through all last year um, still on the bike, actually. I need to probably need to get some new ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, got some riding on them, and uh, they're made of what coop? Case hardened steel, baby, and, and also in aluminum <laughs> too. Uh, awesome over there. Code split line thirty, save thirty percent off. Might as well be a sponsorship. And might as well. Um, and then XC Gear guys, Lance over there takes awesome care of us over here. Um, go see him. Hammerhead three sixty for your mountain bike. What's the other one? Mako. Mako. Mako 360 for your, for, your dirt bike or your, for your dirt bike or your ATV. A lot right. of guys don't know it's for an ATV as well. That's right. ATVs as well. I mean, if Barry would have had that, he would have had eight championships. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> so, uh, get over there and, and hit them up. And then Mountain State Hair Scramble, guys, go look. be looking for their season season schedule to drop. I don't think it's dropped yet. Has it dropped it's yet? It's not, not dropped yet. Okay. Check that out. Get over there and run some. Richie Nolan and the crew over there will take care of you. Yep. Um, appreciate it. Yeah. That's it. Once again, thank you for Barry Hawk, Talon Hawk coming in studio, Jonathan for being on the keys over there. Yep. Uh, Carrie, Joe, Coombs, Russell for, for coming on and being a part of the show. Walker Fowler, Ryder Lafferty, Brandon, myself. That's right. (laughs) Episode 100. We're out. Peace.
does it all. I'm a Vegas hotel. I know what you're thinking. It's cool. I don't want anything too serious either. 